You want to tell me what you do for a living? You already know what I do. For I know, living. but you got to tell me. Like, I don't know because then we can talk about it. Okay. So, oh, um, lean back. I apologize if I use any filler words because I do that sometimes. It's okay. What's a filler word? Um, like, I say like a lot. I do too. I hate it. It's one of my biggest pet peeves about myself. I'm like, like, I'm like, <laughs> see? See, so go uh, ahead. You're fine. Yeah. Um, bookkeeping now? Yeah, so I do bookkeeping. So at the beginning of this year, yeah, I you went out on your own. I went out on my own. I know, I know why. <laughs> That's a messed up situation. Yeah, I, yeah, we can delve into that a little bit more. I mean, generally, vaguely. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so started uh, my own bookkeeping business beginning of this year. Yeah. Um, have been accumulating clients. Not yes. all of them are. Actual bookkeeping, though. Is it more? That's what I was going to ask you, because remember I was calling you, I always refer to you, by the way, to all my office assistants. Yeah. Because I think you're like a professional office person. Like, I think bookkeeping, I think just bookkeeping is not the right, I said this to Daniel Schlein, my last podcast okay. episode, that he's a financial advisor, but he's not just a financial advisor. We're, yeah. He talks to people about everything involving money. So it's not just financial advisement he does business advising he does what else did he do financial advising and okay um so yeah i feel like bookkeeping is not the right term for you because yeah you do bookkeeping but you can help with insurance and permits like you have so much knowledge and then the grant writing yeah yeah so like it's really i mean it's not strictly bookkeeping so like this month i have three clients that I've grants due for end of the month, which is, it sounds like a lot, but it's, I mean, it's, it is, it isn't. Explain to me grant writing like I'm a dumb five-year-old. Oh. Just as basic as you can make it. Because I've heard grant, you always hear that term grant writing and grants. Yeah. But I don't know what it means. So, I don't even know what a grant does. Okay. It gives you money? It does. So... Steve. <laughs> Celebrity Steve? Celebrity Steve. No, no. I'm, I'm definitely I'm, moving up in status. I'm not going to lie. No, I'm picturing you as a five-year-old right now. Aww. And now I'm going to explain to you what a grant is because that's what you asked for. I had my nine-year-old son, Steven, on here. I saw him. Isn't that cute? Yeah, he's so cute. I know. It was, he was, I thought he was going to clam up and not talk. He did actually really well. I actually didn't watch the whole thing or listen to the whole thing, but I'm like, how did you carry a conversation with a nine-year-old for that long. It was our shortest podcast so far, and it really wasn't. It, there's a lot of me asking him questions, but he was surprisingly talkative for being a kid. And some of the stuff he said even shocked me. I was like, oh, my God, you sound like my clone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You know I what mean, I mean? He is. I mean. That's, he is my clone. He's he, my. Yeah. He's you also Steve. gave him, like, a lot of sugar right before the, <laughs> yeah, right before the podcast. Maybe that should be my gift to my guests. Yeah, that's what you To get do. them all amped up. Like, hey, <laughs> guys, you some treats. And you're like, oh, uh, I'm a bookkeeper. I do this, I do that, I do that. I regret <laughs> You should have, like, a swag bag that you give people. Yeah, that costs money. And, you know, podcast isn't really generating a lot of revenue right now. No, but, like, your people that come on before, like, we all have, like, businesses or we all have something that we're doing. Yes. Ask us to, like, pitch in something and oh, kind yeah. of... A collection of all the people you acquire? I don't know. So that was kind of the, the basic premise of this part of what I wanted this to be. I, like, you have a business. You're a small business, right? So everybody that listens is going to be like, oh, she's a bookkeeper. And if anybody needs bookkeeping, grant writing, or anything office, like, 
I would hope that they would listen to this and then reach out to you on the side. So yeah, that's kind cool. of a side, uh, what do you call it? Um, Think of this. A benefit? Is this a benefit, benefit of yeah, yeah. coming into your... Yeah. yeah. Advertising. Yeah. Free advertising for me, not for you, because you have to produce this. Well, I, I use it as a like a write-off. Because this is advertising. I talk about my business. I have a sign oh. in the background. Yep. Nice. I'm trying. I'm Interesting. Trying. So, um, oh, yeah, so what is a grant and what is grant writing? Okay, so what do you, um, what do you need money for? Uh, Just give everything. me something... Give me something really specific. Hmm. Equipment purchases. Equipment purchases. You have to find a grant that will allow you to apply to get equipment, okay. which, by the way, doesn't exist. exist. But um, but every once in a while, there is a grant that'll come up. It'll just be like, I had no idea that something like this was even possible. Um, a lot of startups type of organizations get grants. But right now, I'm actually working on veterans organizations grants. Okay. And so I'm working with three separate veterans organizations organizations that are applying for building improvements. Okay. Um, and so for this grant, you have to go and get estimates. You have to do, you have to submit a lot of paperwork to yeah. prove that you're a nonprofit. This one is through New York State. And are they always through the government? No. No? No, there's some private organizations that offer grants. Oh, okay. So, I didn't know where we live is the town of Eden, and there is an organization in town that will will give grants, but they're smaller grants. Yeah. And yeah. they're usually project based. Okay. So smaller grants, project based. You, I have this project. I have this idea. I need help. I don't have any money. Um, smaller grants like that can really help your project get off the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you were like, I have this great podcast. I need help. Yeah. Um, maybe like maybe there's a community organization that would want to latch onto you. Joe Rogan, if you're listening, bro, you're a millionaire. Make some podcast grant. You always talk about people starting podcasts. Just saying, I need a bunch of money. Yeah, and you're like his protege, so it'd be perfect. You know, I'm not his <laughs> protege, but listen, that is one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. Uh -huh. Okay, and he's the number one in the world for a reason, right? So why wouldn't I try to be like his podcast? Well, I have a question for you, Steve, because oh, like, I have um, questions. <laughs> I've spoken to you frequently, and. Yes. How do you, specifically, Steve Leroy, are, how are you able to carve out that much time to actually listen to a podcast? Because I know you're like, you're doing this, and then you're doing this, and then you're doing this, and then there's something over there. And, I mean, I'm similar. Yeah. And I'm like, I could not sit and do like two hours. I, I don't listen to them all in one shot. Okay. And so I have a 30-minute drive-in. Yeah. 35, 40-minute drive-in, so... Days I don't have to make phone calls or days I don't feel like I listen then. Yeah. If I'm doing, see, your your job is like thinking. You have to think a lot. So I feel like it'd be, you can get distracted. I paint. I'm framing. I'm tiling. So I'm not really using my brain. Yeah. So I put in my, my AirPods and I just, I'll, you know how you can like listen but not listen? Yeah. So I'll listen to a podcast and it's not like I'm really listening to all the details or the information. I can hear it in the background. And then I'll hear something I'm really interested in, and then I'll pay attention to what he's saying, but then I'll move on, you know. So it's a lot of a lot of little chunks of time. And if I don't, especially Joe Rogan, if he's got like a comedian or an actor on and they're just talking about how great LA is and how it's so hard being a celebrity because everybody follows you around, I'm like, next. <laughs> yeah. I just listen to the scientist ones or the I like the interesting people. Like he had a beekeeper on once. I listened to, cool. yeah, I listened to that. And then that made me think to myself, like, I kind of want to keep bees. <laughs> I knew that's what was going Yeah, well, I like honey. I, I eat it every day. 
It's so good for you. It is so good for you. Yeah. Sean, can you look up some sweet facts about honey? Because I bet you that's one thing that I think you're pretty much into and I'm into. Yeah. I love learning about natural benefits of things that exist and how good natural food is for you. Like, I think it kind of gives me superpower that I eat honey every day. It probably has some kind of compound in it that makes me more of a man. I want to be as natural of a human being as possible. Yeah. Like, I want to be a man. I want to be a human man, right? I mean, uh, you are, so congratulations. I, thank you. But, but I, I, so in one of my other podcasts, and people have been making this comment to me outside of the podcast, oh, you don't use any sh- soap when you shower? You don't use anything? I'm like, no, I don't. Because I saw a social media reel that said that all of the modern soaps, shampoos, whatever, there's chemicals in them. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're just now getting to a point in time with science that we can study this stuff, that we're seeing what the effects of using this over long periods of oh, time. Oh, yeah, because it takes like a what really it does, long time. Yeah, you can't, you can't know. Long. And you don't know what chemicals they're putting in there. I mean, you do, but then you don't know how that affects you. No, you don't. Some kind of symptom or whatever from chemicals might not might take five, ten years to show up in a in like a symptom in your body or a result, right? Yeah, so you just use water. Just water. So I actually I use soap, but my kids don't. Really? So my kids Why? Oh well that's a really complicated question. Well, if only we had a super long podcast where we could talk about it. <laughs> so they actually bathe in Epsom salt. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and um, they... So that's not just water. No, it's not, not just water. Yeah. And, well, my older daughters, the 11-year-old and 9-year-olds, I believe they use soap, <laughs> but I don't, I you mean... You stopped watching them take showers? Yeah, I mean, I don't. I know, my son, I want to say, I want to say I stopped watching, not watching, that sounds so gross. <laughs> I stopped helping my kids shower Supervising. Around, yeah, supervising, thank you, that sounds much yeah, better. Yeah, Around five... And they're nine, eight, and five, my boys. Yes. Like Mabel, my daughter, she's disabled, so we'll probably be helping her bathe for a while. Um, but yeah, I don't know what they use, to be honest. I, I think we buy like a kid's soap that's supposedly fragrance-free and chemical-free and this-free and that-free. Yeah, I, I use like, for myself, I use like handmade soaps. What is that? Just like, like a soap that's handmade. Oh, like a, <laughs> I thought you meant like a handmade. Um, isn't, that, isn't that a thing? Handmade? Like a handmaid's tale? Yeah. yeah. You know what? <laughs> oh, really? What are they? I don't know what a handmaid is. Is it dirty? That's not I thought they were like maids. Yeah, anyways, that's what I thought you were talking about. Handmade, M-A-I-D. No, like homemade. Like a home, oh. I, I use like homemade soaps. Do you make them? I do not. Oh, you buy them. Yeah, but you know, like soap making is something that I would love to do yeah i just never have had the opportunity or motivation but that doesn't mean that it's not in my future right, right, right. it's just not in my past All, so i live a prepared lifestyle yeah i don't want to be a prepper and i think people who are preppers and this is not to insult them i think unless you're practicing what you're prepping for when the time comes you're not going to know what to do like you'll be so overwhelmed and it'll be like a Oh, yeah, we have stockpiles of food, but I would rather have cows and butcher them or milk them. And that's part of my daily life. So when shit hits the fan, it's just another day on the farm. Right, right. I would like to be making soap with stuff that I have around the farm now so that when shit hits the fan, it's just another day in the life of, you know, the Leroy farm. Well, I mean, and you could make it with goat milk. 
I have a goat and I, I got know milk you in do. it. I, uh, <laughs> we, it. Again, it's like a time and motivation thing because we have two jars of goat milk sitting on our fridge that have been there for like three weeks. Oh my God. Because we did it for the first two weeks and that's like a lot of work every single it's day. It's a lot of work, yeah. To go out there and milk the goat, clean it, filter it, you know, like. Well, does she have babies? Yes. She, uh, maybe, the baby's maybe like six weeks old, Aww. seven weeks old. So they're still nursing. Yeah. So you're milk thief. Yes. <laughs> All milk is milk theft. Yes, I understand that. So, I do. I don't, I don't feel bad. <laughs> no, I wouldn't feel bad. I'm just being a jerk. So, really. <laughs> so handmade soap. Yeah. You would if you could. Motivation time. Yeah, I mean, it's just a skill that I don't have. and. Do you know how? No, I don't. Um, you know, every once in a while, I'm like, ooh, let's pick up a new hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just haven't picked up that one yet. Picked up that one yet. But, I mean, it's like a little... There's a little interest there. So. I know, me too. I'm always like, I want to do everything the old way and like all handcrafted. So yeah. I can say all that came from us, but you, it's hard. It's you need so to hard. Be, you need to be Amish. Like, yeah. You need to have a community of people so that others can help. Yeah. I mean, like you and your wife, you can't do that by yourselves. Like people like aren't, they're not. We don't have enough time. No. We don't have enough time. You don't. Um, why do you use handmade soup? Soup. Soap. Um, because I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive to um, smells, like a lot of smells. Anything that is synthetic, I'm just like, no, thank you. And you know it's from the synthetic stuff? Yeah. Really? Yeah, and I've been that way for forever, my really? whole life. My whole life. Yeah, my wife used a certain laundry detergent once, and I couldn't stop itching. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what's going on? Why am I, why am I so itchy now? And like, why do my clothes always make me itchy? And then I asked her, she's like, oh, yeah, I tried this new soap. I'm like, don't. <laughs> don't Get do the old again. stuff. Like, whatever we were using before didn't make me itch. Yeah, we, um, I mean, we don't use anything scented like that. I can, it's actually kind of scary, like, how much I can smell. Like, my one daughter keeps wearing this deodorant. I'm like, <sighs> like, you know, that really? fine line where I'm just like, get that shit out of the house. <laughs> and being just, like, respectful of, what she needs yeah but also i'm just like let's not buy that one next time i'm unscented everything i've always been and oh, i totally understand because i don't wear deodorant and sean frequently reminds me that i smell bad that's and okay I, i've become accustomed to it and then when i put it on it's all i can smell it's it's 100 percent all i could smell i i wouldn't say that i can feel any direct effects from when i put it on but i, I would imagine it's doing something to me yeah, I mean, you have, like, your, your lymph nodes are there. Yeah. So I think it does... It, Something? It's got it's to seep in there and, like, contaminate your lymph nodes. And right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's messed up. That should scare people. That's what? why I don't do it. I practice what I preach. I don't want to be sick. I don't want my lymph nodes to be messed up. I don't want to have no, I, foreign chemicals in my body. And the, and the balancing act is, like, I have to accept being smelly. Well, to be honest with you, I wore deodorant today only to be respectful of you. Thank you. <laughs> I put it on just before you came off, before yeah. they got here. I mean, but a lot of the times I don't either. Right? And, like, for the same reasons, and I'm just... You fucked. <laughs> they think yeah. you're do you gross. Only, do you only <laughs> wear it? Do they think you're gross? Do they think I'm gross? Yeah. I don't know. I'll ask them. Do you think I'm gross? I mean, I you mean, smell <laughs> gross sometimes. <laughs> but do you only put on deodorant for certain guests? Yeah. Or have uh, you for every podcast? I have for every podcast. Oh, okay. Nice. But you just don't when we hang out? No. Okay. 
Yeah, you were, we're too close to friends for me to care what you think it. about my smell. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I get really weirded out about that stuff. I do. I think yeah. a lot about it. And I will say, I've been feeling so healthy lately, and we did a lot of little changes. I We don't drink out of anything plastic anymore. Like, I found these glass mason jars in my basement because I bought an old farmhouse. We brought them up and washed them. That's what we drank out of. I literally have one in my car that I was drinking really? iced tea in on the way here. Yeah, see, see you get it. Yeah, I because I watched a video on social media, and they're like, yeah, when you use plastics, it's leaking into your shit. When you store food in Tupperware, that's not, you know, this grade, whatever. And we're not rich enough to go buy, you know, high-end, you know, everything chemical-free plastic Tupperware. No, you buy Pyrex. Again, what is that? Like, write, write this down, Pyrex. They're just, they're glass dishes. And oh. I mean, they have plastic lids. They're, oh. they're silicone lids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we do have that. That's what I'm saying. Like, we've always just used that, but we've always, we've had the same ones for 10 years. Oh, okay. Like, we don't throw them out. They're glass. Yeah, see, ours always get fucked up and broken. <laughs> I got, That's because you got a house full of boys. <laughs> I got a house full of boys. I got a house full of savages. I do too, and they're girls. Oh, boy. And I think the girls are savages in different ways, though. So, last night, we took a walk around the pond after dinner and before bed. and Two walks? No, just one. Oh. Just one walk. After dinner, before bed. I got it. Yes. Sounds like two. And somebody, I don't know, uh, my, my nine-year-old, she found a egg. Yeah. Um, I think it was a robin's egg. So, like, she brings it inside, and she doesn't tell me about it at first. Because <laughs> she knows I'm going to be like, get that shit out of here. <laughs> because... Like, two days before that, my oldest literally brought a baby bird inside, and they're all just like, oh, I want to be its mother, I want to be its mother. I'm just like, could you please just take it back to its actual mother? I totally get where you're coming from as a parent, but it makes me so happy that your kids are being kids. They are definitely kids. Because my kids do the same shit. Like, they'll bring in toads, frogs, snakes, bugs, poop, garbage. (laughs) I mean, yeah, my one son literally... Took shit and threw it at my wife. Oh my god! Did she kill him? Close. Am I at? Uh, yeah, I don't know what she did. She got very angry, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, I, I. But I, it's such a weird emotion to have because I'm angry because I don't want my house to be dirty yeah. and broken. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm very happy that my kids are being kids. Like they like we have a, a pond that I tried to attempt to make. It was tiny, and it turned into a mud pit. <laughs> and you know what happened like yeah yeah they were yeah. just and then they walked through the freaking house after because they don't give a fuck no. and they're just tra- as angry as we were in that moment after i kind of thought about it i was like eh, it's, being kids. it's better than a sterile childhood correct um, and there's actually scientific data that backs up that if there's dogs in the house cats in the house they spend more time outside they grow up to not have allergies to those things Right. The more you can introduce the kids earlier, the earlier you can, the more resistant they become to those allergies in the future. Yeah. I, I'm probably butchering that data, but... No, I mean, that's... Or that explanation. That makes perfect sense, and I've heard that as well. So, so yeah. Uh, I, I do this a lot. I tangent. You guys walking around, robbing egg. Oh, I mean, they just brought in the house. They're trying to hide it from me, and <laughs> I mean, it was like, the baby was already born out of it, and, but... Just it's like, an empty shell? It was just an empty shell. Oh, that's cool. But the conversation around it, and it's just... It's tough. It's tough. It's because it's always... It's always just a mess. I'm just like, a freaking egg? I know. Or the baby bird. The cat came in the other day. 
and he threw up, and there was like a live tick in his vomit. Ew. I'm like, you guys are all a mess. Like, like a live tick in your vomit. Like, what the f- so heck is a, wrong with you? On a regular basis, my wife would be like, we're selling everything. This we're going to be minimalists. I don't want nothing in my fucking house. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of agree. Like, it's terrible. But then, you know, like you get over being frustrated and angry. And it's like, I kind of like that we have cats. We have four cats, and they just come in and out of the house all the time. Three dogs come in and out of the house all the time. Four kids oh come in and out of the house God, all the time. That's like, a lot. Revolving door, literally. Just, but I, my house is constantly damaged, broken, a mess. And as much as I hate it and get embarrassed when people come over, I'm also like, this is kind of how you're, you're supposed to live. Yeah, I mean, it's lived in. Yeah. It's, it's, our house is, it's atrocious. My friend was over the other day and she doesn't have any kids. I'm like, what would you do in this situation? <laughs> and I just like, like, what would you do in this situation? And she's just kind of like, you have kids. Like, yeah. that's, that's. You can't get it. away from it. It's like. It's kind I put in brand new cabinets, brand new kitchen cabinets that look like they've been there for now a hundred years because the doors are falling off. There's cheese puff stains on the handles. Uh, yeah, like the, we have trash cans. I thought it would be cool to have pull-out trash cans. Yeah, those are nice. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They are, except garbage gets in every single part of that cabinet because the kids just toss shit in there. So like the rim around it, it's just this disgusting black, like, I don't know, nastiness, gunk. Yeah. I don't have the time or energy to clean it every day. No. So it just gets gross. Yeah, but once you actually clean it, you're just like, this is the best thing I've done yeah. <laughs> in a well, long time. This is, I'll get deep now. I think that's, I believe in balance. Yeah. Okay? You can't have high highs without having low lows. Oh, I completely agree with that. Because the low lows put the high highs into perspective. Yeah, yeah. Like there's times when I'm cutting the grass at home and it's, just for whatever reason, very quiet and the weather is nice. And I just sit there and like look around. Like, this is heaven on earth. Yeah. It's just really, really nice. Cause I'm in the middle of nowhere, just cutting grass. And then my kids come out. Ah! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, lawnmower's going back on. Yeah. <laughs> like, Good feelings gone. <laughs> yeah. But you can't have that without right. appreciating like low lows of life like when i come into the city and like rats are running across the street uh, and there's garbage all over the place and i'm just like Ugh. you know <laughs> you just but you can't have one without the other no you can't yeah, it's, yeah. it is i am with you there it is all about balance yeah farm life is good so what do you guys want to hear some defects oh yeah the yes oh god you're good at this thank you for bringing us back <laughs> yeah yeah i do too many tangents well, i like to hear myself talk sometimes so <laughs> Uh, a honeybee, the worker bee, averages about one twelfth of a teaspoon of honey in its lifetime. So what? think about think about how many bees it takes to make one pound. Yeah, that's what it says. But one twelfth like, of a teaspoon of honey in their lifetime. I believe it. There are thousands of bees in a hive, right? Mm -hmm. It's got to be really? right. Hundreds, at least hundreds, and yeah, then but thousands. I, I think it takes a lot of honey combs to make honey. I don't. I, I don't really know anything about it. Um, my husband's uncle. Keeps bees. Really? Yeah. I was thinking about doing it, but just like your soap situation, I was like, don't have the motivation for it today. And then tomorrow came, and I was like, don't have the motivation for it today either. <laughs> like, I just never got I would love bees it. and bats, because bats, like, keep mosquitoes and yeah. other Yeah. That's another thing on my to-do list. Yeah. Dude, my to-do list is legit, like, 500 items long. Oh, I'm i got to sure build a bat house, because I have a mosquito and fly problem. 
and I want to get a bat house so that they eat up the bugs around my house. I mean, they're really tiny. Bat houses? Yeah. No, I know. It's the point of either building it or buying it, which yeah. I don't want to buy it because I'm a cheap ass. I just I don't donated one. I could have brought you a bat house. Really? Yeah. That would have been an awesome gift. I used it, I used it as a flower <laughs> holder, and then I was just like, I've had enough of this. Yeah, no, I got it. So I have to either buy or build one or multiples and then, you know, find a spot and then set it up and put it up. I'm sure like. That's like a good Boy Scout activity. Are your kids Boy Scouts? No, but I want them to get into Boy Scouts. I think that'd be a good Boy Scout thing. It is a really good. That's what we're getting into. So lately what we've Not been doing. Not to give you another. Like, thing to do. And now I'll be a Cub Scout leader. <laughs> yeah, this oh is God, tomorrow. No. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I know. I barely have time to get to my own kids baseball games. Like. And they travel baseball is extreme. And I've talked to their parents about this. I can't believe how many games my kids play. Like he started practicing last fall, twice a week, all through winter. Really? Indoor practicing. Yeah, that's and then just since the weather broke, we've probably had twenty five baseball games. That's a lot. I know. So who who helps you do all that? My wife. Does she does she do all of it? Pretty much. Oh my gosh. She's awesome. Yeah, she does all the kid transport for sports. She signs them up. She does all everything, basically. Oh my gosh. I just pay and show up. <laughs> like a true dad. Steve. <laughs> no, um, the bat house, I just it would be a good project to do with them. It would be a really good project to do with them. I wonder how I can't be how big because you said they're small. They gotta be pretty small, like yeah, they're bat like, houses. Yeah, right? you think like the ones you put on the trees, they're like this big. Like, and they go down like this. I didn't. You know, I don't know. That's you what could, I'm saying. You could saw them out. We could do this tonight. Yeah, let's do it <laughs> no, tonight. No, I don't yeah. have time for that shit. What? <laughs> I could get the measurements. We could. We could get. Look at all yeah, this. Yeah, just like get some saw horses. Right couple you could, saws. You could make something. I probably could. You could. You could make them real fast. Really? Yeah, and then just like hammer, right hammer them together. The podcast, so I don't have time to do it. That's what I'm saying. It's it's kind of crazy. The one thing I do like talking about, and I'm glad I have the podcast for this. What the podcast has made me realize is how alike we all are. Like, yeah. we are all so goddamn busy. Oh, my God. I know. You know, even people that aren't that busy, they're still really busy doing not busy things. Like, you need time to relax, and you need time to watch TV, and you need time to sweep your garage, and you need time to make your meals if you want to be healthy. Like, you have to do this. You have to, like, there's always something to freaking do. There's so much to do. I know. It's kind of baffling. But, yeah, I just... It's just the point of, like, I have to get the bat house stuff, find the spot, yeah. research it, set it up. And just, I don't think I can do it. Am I out of frame? No, you're good. I just want to finish my... Uh, bee thing? My bee. Yeah. Are you going to look at bat house Before, patterns when you're done? Yeah. Dimensions? Should, should I look them up? patterns like kids. <laughs> uh, you should, bro. All right, last couple things about bees, just so I can get off this page. Um, one ounce of honey will fuel a bee's flight around the world. What? Because that's how they get their energy. So one ounce of honey... Bee could fly around the world on that energy. Uh, a pound, a pound of honey is made by two million flower visits. Um, bees fly fifty-five thousand miles back and forth to bring the honey to the hive. So you to, mean get, the pound. to get a pound, yeah. nectar, nectar. Yeah, well, a pound to make a pound of honey, they need to visit two million flowers. So wow, yeah, and then honey That's never spoils. And and I know. And the, that's my favorite fact about isn't honey. Isn't that crazy? Because you we know, don't make Egypt anything thing, that doesn't We were like really spoil. into Egypt um, and the pyramids and ancient civilizations. And I, heard, I read or saw somewhere that they found honey in ancient Egypt and they opened it and it was still good. 
Really? Isn't that freaking nuts? Never it spoils. Is. Thousands of years old. So did somebody eat it? I don't know. That's a good question. Let me look you it up. You would eat it? I would. You know, so honey, so I, I buy it. There's a bunch of like stands on 16. Yeah, when yeah. I drive home. I, I, this is a long story. Good thing I have a podcast. <laughs> long time ago, I sold a freezer I had to a beekeeper. Cool. Right? And he specifically said, I'll buy it as it sits. Don't do anything to it. I'm like, okay. Like, yeah, all right. I'm not going to mess with it. But it had a little rust inside of it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be nice for the guy. I'm going to spray the rust. He told you not to. I know. But I didn't think, like, he said, like, don't do anything, like, um, like don't alter it. Yeah. But I just wanted to, like, get rid of the rust. So I, like, rubbed it, sanded it down, like, sprayed it so it would be nice and clean on the inside. And he came in. He's like, oh, I said don't do anything to this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what do you mean? He's like, you put spray paint in there. Now I have to wait for, like, three weeks before I can put any actual honey. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like. I am super organic. I cannot do that. The, the chemicals from that paint might leach into the honey. And I'm like, I'm sorry. He's like, well, I'll buy it anyways. And <laughs> I can't use it. I needed to use this like tonight. And I'm like, sorry, dude. And then he started telling me about honey. And he's like, I didn't know this. He told me that a lot of the honey that's mass produced is fake. Well, I mean, but you know, syrup is fake too. What? Yeah, like it's all just like dyed corn syrup. What? The stuff you buy in the store, yeah. But not all of it. But he was... Well, no, his point was saying that even the stuff that they label organic... Yeah. ...isn't organic. Like, they can they can fabricate it to look organic. They lie. He's like, you really should try to buy your honey from somebody local. Well, yeah, because you don't even get the same benefits. Like, if you buy it from the store... It, so the benefits of honey for allergy exposure is that... Allergy exposure? Is that you are getting the benefits of your local flowers. And what's in your environment. So you're really supposed to buy honey from, I think, a, I want to say 30-mile radius, but I think that's really generous. It might be like a five-mile radius. Really? Yeah. Instead of, I mean, anything that you, and of course, it's better than anything you buy on the shelf. You don't know where that honey came from. It could be from, from like, it could be Anywhere. from Egypt. And it could be fake. It has nothing to do with you. So, I know. It has so, absolutely nothing to do but with my, you. But <laughs> my point was that my wife was buying this stuff, this stuff from the store. It was called Gunther's Organic Honey. Oh, yeah. And I would eat it. And I'm like, oh, this is really good. But then I bought it locally, yeah, and I tasted it, and I became like a honey connoisseur because I was like, "It's really, it's really strong." Yeah, but there's so it's they're really good. Whoever's faking it, because you can't really tell until almost right at the end. There's like a little bit of an aftertaste. Okay. And that's when I could tell that the stuff I was buying local was real, and the stuff in the store I was like, "This is the fake shit he was talking about." Yeah, those jerk like it tastes because it's it's almost too sweet. Yeah, it's almost too sweet. The organic. The local honey has like a, I don't even know how to explain it, but I was like, oh, this is honey. The stuff in the store tasted like honey, but at the end it was like, it was still really sweet. And I was like, this is the fake shit. <laughs> this is the not real honey. I've never had honey from the store. Really? Yeah, I've never had it from, I've only had it like locally. So there, I have a really good jam, strawberry jam recipe that's just crushed strawberries and honey. Really? It's so good. So that was my, that was going to be my question earlier, way back to the handmaiden stories <laughs> which yeah okay <laughs> it just sounded like you're saying handmade i know you are saying handmade handmade yeah but i don't know what you're talking about or what she was talking about was handmade just... sean you know what i'm saying right the all i'm thinking about when you're saying that is the handmaid's tale thank which you is hulu thing right i don't know what that is me neither but that's what, that's what i think of isn't it the girl who wears the white homemade thing? we're gonna call it homemade. homemade anything anything we talk about thank we're gonna you. call it homemade homemade amish made whatever 
handmade handmade sounds like a person, like a thing. Anyways, so back when you were saying, I think it's something vulgar. What is it? Can you please look it up. All right. So oh. I've watched the whole series. Um, a handmade Handmaid's Tale is a is a show about well, not a show. It's a book actually, but they made it into a show. Um, but it's a handmaid is the basically the woman that they've acquired for the wife and the husband to have babies for them. Oh. So that's a handmaid oh, in really? that instance. And every time you guys talked about it, I was like, well, yeah, it's the worst <laughs> thing in the world right now. Oh, <laughs> like, God. So it's basically, it's basically a, a Is that just what that book is? Or is that what the actual I definition of a handmaid that's, is? That's the only thing that a keeps coming to mind. Is a female servant or a subservant partner or element. Oh. Still a servant. So, so yeah, yeah, like well, subservant partner is sounds like what you were saying. I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so now that we're off the handmade there's thing. There's not going to be anywhere no, handmade. Homemade. Yeah. You, do you you seem like you really is it why are you so about homemade and like local stuff? You just see like everything you do and buy seems to be like homemade. Like are you is it because you support local? Like, is it a thing for, like, why? What's the reason behind it? I mean, of course I support local, but that's not really the reason. I guess, I mean, back to, like, the previous conversation when you're like, oh, you, like, there's chemicals in soap. And I was like, yeah, there's chemicals in soap. Is um, that why you do it? Yeah, I, I get, um, I'm, like, super sensitive. So I just, it's better for me to do things as naturally as possible. Oh. And I, I've done that for as long as I can remember at this point. What made you do, like, how did you figure that out? Like, what? That's what I'm saying. Like, I just... It's so common now for everybody to just buy stuff from the store. It's so much easier. Yeah, it I is feel like easier. You, getting anything homemade or farmers markets or anything like that, it takes work. So well, how I, I did also, you like? I in? also like the pursuit of the project. Okay. So you know, like, so for doing things when you make them yourself. Yeah, when I make it myself, like I was either going to bring you beet juice, yeah. which is juice from beets that Rich froze that he grew from two years ago. Oh, thank you. It's actually really two good, and it's very, juice. it's really nutritious. It was frozen, I, dude. I believe it. I I watched The Office. That's what she said. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Dwight is a beet farmer. Beet. Beets. He, he's a beet farmer? Yeah. He's oh, a beet okay. farmer. He I, farms I, beets. That's okay. all he does. I, I didn't watch the office. Uh, it was uh, beets. Then why was he Galactica. working that stupid beets, office? Bears, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, my God. No, nobody? Okay. But, anyways. I also yeah. did not watch the office. Oh, so. my God. Yeah, thank you. Right, you got it. Beets, bears, Battlestar Galactica. It's when he's making fun of Dwight. So my, um, I know they are. I know they're very, very good for you. And I've seen videos that it like reduce blood pressure and all this other stuff. They got. They have a lot of B vitamins, B twelve in it. Um, so it's really good. It balances your blood sugar. Sorry, I cut you off. No, you didn't. This is. I mean, this is the podcast. I'm just so surprised that we are all surprised that natural stuff is so good for you, because I think we've been tra- oh, so shit. trained. We just grew up. It was just natural to go to the store and buy stuff. And you, I don't, I, when I was a kid, I don't, I don't think my parents thought this. I don't think anybody had any second thoughts about, I need soap. I'm going to the store. I buy soap. Like, you didn't think it was soap. Well, yeah. I mean, and I wasn't raised the way that I am now. Like, I wasn't raised making everything from scratch. But did but you grow up on a farm or a farmish? No. No? No, I grew up in the village of Hamburg. And oh. I ate Pop Tarts for breakfast. Yeah, who didn't? <laughs> I mean, but that's something like I would, I wouldn't. So then, where did do the, that? Where did the desire or like this this homemade thing like where did it all start? Um, I don't know. 
I don't, I, I mean, like, I have to think really hard. Like, what's the first thing I made? Maybe it was homemade yogurt. No, but I just, I guess what set you, to me, it's a thing now. Like, the pursuit of homemade stuff, natural stuff, yeah. homeopathic stuff. Like, for you to just randomly come upon that, especially if you grew up in the village and like, your parents bought stuff from the store, like, what set you on that path? Well, I, I mean, we could go back to, like, talking about, like, unscented stuff, like, because I was always very sensitive to it. Uh, I was very sensitive to all types of food. So then I would okay. I would have to make it, I'd have to eat clean. So okay. I don't really have the luxury of going to Burger King. Because if I went to Burger King, so, so Rich bought me Wendy's, like, last year. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm so excited to eat this. And then I eat it, I ate it, I was just like, why'd you give that to me? Like, you <laughs> knew that would make like me shit. sick. I felt like crap the rest of the day and I have too many things to do yeah. I have too many kids to take care of and I can't feel like crap so that's why I so did you come to like a realization yeah okay yeah I mean there was definitely At a certain point because I mean I, I I never I mean I see junk food all the time yeah I mean it's like people all my friends make fun of me I'm always hungry and I would just eat anything all of the subs McDonald's Burger King anything I, really I could like eat subs oh I love <laughs> the, the saddest part of my life now I used to get so much joy from eating. Yeah. I loved to eat. I love to eat still now. But there's so much I can't eat. Like it's such a, it's almost a mind fuck. I'm almost sad about it. I, have, I overthink everything I eat now. Like I can't go get Burger King. I can't get McDonald's. I can't get all this delicious food. But it's all I want. <laughs> but it's, uh, I mean, so Rich eats stuff like that. And I'm always just like, how could you do that to yourself? But my body would reject it. Like, so I wouldn't be, I would not be able to function if okay. I did that. So that's not really, and which is hard because you're like, well, everybody else can go and do that. And it sucks no, that I can't, but I can't. I don't think everybody can. So for, like, just a, my opinion on that, I think when you're doing it often for that long, you almost get used to feeling like shit. Yeah. So you don't think that you feel like shit. For me, that was my thing. Like, I, I always... This is kind of gross. But when I went to the bathroom, it was always gross. It was just always nasty. Yeah, that's not good. But I, I know that now. <laughs> but you just, when you're in, like, you're just like, I don't know. You like, think it's, it's normal. Yeah, yeah. It becomes very normalized. Yeah. It didn't, it wasn't until I started paying attention and tried to eat a little bit healthier that I would go a day eating really clean yeah. and feel really good. And then the next day I'd go grab burgers from Burger King and I would just instantly feel like shit. I'm like, whoa, that's when it clicked for me. I was like. I could almost directly correlate the feeling of sh like feeling like shit yeah. to what I just ate. And I never did that before because it was everything I ate was shit. You know, so you just are al almost always in this state of you're just like, oh, I'm just grumpy today. I'm just I don't feel great today. And you think it's normal, but it's not. No, it's not normal. It it's not normal to feel that way. Right. Um, even if you're old. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I think you get more sensitive to it as you get older. Maybe you just had a really high sensitivity to it when you were younger. Oh, I did. And then you got set on a good path. Very early. I did. And then, um, I mean, you know that one of my kids um, is autistic. Yeah. And having him has, that changed things even more. Oh, boy. I know. So then I became, like, really, really vigilant about things. Yeah. Um, and that so that's probably, too. so you just kind of naturally came upon that path of, of homemade stuff because of you and then your son. Yeah. That's kind of how it was for me. There was, there was like, moments that would make it more progressively, I should say worse, but more focused on eating healthier, eating healthier, yeah. eating healthier. And now I'm like crazy about it to the point where I don't use soap when I shower. <laughs> and people probably think I'm weirdo, but uh. <laughs> I feel good, bro. 
I don't got no phthalates in my system. What did you say the word was? You said it the other day. Uh, Paraffins. Paraffins. I don't even know what paraffin is, but I ain't getting them in my system. I could tell you that. Yeah, they're bad news, man. What bad do they do? News. Can you know what a couple paraffins do? Sure can. I actually don't much. I don't know much about that, like specifically. I just know that. This brings this brings to mind. So when I I have a lot of thoughts while I drive, uh-huh. like a lot of really good thoughts when I drive. Good. And I hate that I have these great thoughts, but then as life happens, you forget them. But I'm thinking of it right now. One thing that really bugs me about human beings, certain human beings in specific, I should say, is people that are like, oh, you get your information from social media reels. You, get your, you got your information from this person. Who are they? You're not a scientist. You don't wear a lab coat. Like, <laughs> why do you care? You don't even know what you're talking about. You're right. I don't. I'm not a scientist, and I don't have the time to research this stuff. But if somebody's saying something on a video that seems pretty logical, like, I don't know what a paraffin is. I don't even know what it does. But if they're saying it harms me, is it really a bad thing that I don't use chemical soaps or I don't eat junk food? And it doesn't affect me. I mean, honestly, like you really just have to follow your intuition. So, like, yeah. if there's somebody that's saying, "Okay, this is bad for you," and you're kind of looking at it and you're kind of associating it with maybe some negative things that are happening to you, yeah. then yeah, you're gonna go with, "Okay, maybe I should just eliminate that." Yeah. And also, like, you work in construction. I mean, like, I'm sure you're really smelly, but also, like, who really cares if you use soap or not? No, no, and it's not that. I, it's more like the people. And and this is just me complaining about like the not the zeitgeist. It's like the, like the you know like social media comments and stuff. Like there's always gonna be those negative nancies. Yeah. But they're the, it's the people that are like, you're not a scientist. Why are you talking about it? Why are you repeating that? You don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, so what? I don't have time to be a scientist. I have to put my trust in somebody. Right. I have to put my trust in some people. And if it sounds logically correct to me, like yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that big corporations are putting in ridiculous chemicals into soap and fragrances to smell good, but they probably aren't good for you. Well, also, like, who actually trusts big corporations? Like, I want to know who actually trusts them, and then, like, you should probably stay away from those people. Well, like, anybody that's like, oh, yeah, like, they've never been sued. They don't extort people. They don't steal money. They don't price gouge. Like, But no. to argue that point, I think the same people that would say that, also when COVID happened, oh, the vaccines, they got our best interests for us okay. these are the same companies do you actually like do you associate with people that actually trust and enjoy the government like do you know anybody is there anybody in your circle that's just like yeah government's doing the right thing yes really i, I don't hang out with them on a regular basis but i've had instances where certain people have have made comments like that um i mean historically there is absolutely no reason to trust government thank you so then why did so many people trust the government and these big pharma corporations when COVID happened. Because they were scared. Right. But that's my problem is like, that's my problem with it. They were so adamantly and confidently saying things and like making fun of, not making fun of, but like poking at other people that were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I just want a second to think that doesn't seem okay. Right. And they're like, oh, you're an anti-vaxxer. You're a bad person, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I just want a second to think about this because just like you said, these companies and the government don't have the best track record. My point, I guess my, the point I'm trying to make is there's certain people out there that really without thinking will say certain things very confidently yeah. and make you feel like a bad person. And you can relate this to the soap thing, to the food thing, to the vaccine thing, to the government thing, that they just are so quick to jump on board with 
Yeah, but I mean, see, this goes back to like one of our earlier conversations. Like, that's why I brought you. Why on. would you let them make you feel like a bad person for your like the way that you feel? Okay, so you're, I personally didn't. Right. But I'm a very unique person, as in like. I do whatever I want. Yeah, I do yeah. what I think is best, and it's led me down a pretty good life path. Right. But there's a lot of people that, I'm not poking fun at you, but like you have a day job, and having that day job makes you not want to say or do certain things, correct? Yeah, I mean, depends on like, to you in a room with closed doors, I'll say whatever the hell I want. But, but that's my point right there. Yeah. Is the fear of saying it publicly should not exist because... You saying it behind closed doors and you saying it in public should be the same thing. Yeah, there's a couple things there, though, because like so his company needs to maintain their image. He's associated with them. So he has to behave himself. No, no. I understand why he has to do it. Right. I'm not I'm saying that's not OK. That the, the, the bad people that did the vaccine stuff that say that you're an idiot for like why are you repeating stuff you don't understand like those people. They use that. They weaponize that against oh, you. Oh, they definitely do. They weaponize that against you. Like, it's fear. It's They're using fear almost against you. You're, you're not saying and doing certain things because of the image of the company. It's fear that's keeping you from saying the right thing, the logical thing, the, like, we all know this thing. Like, why would I believe the government ever? <laughs> they literally have a track record of 200 years of lying. Yeah. Uh, you know? I'm sorry. You were. No, no. Uh, just my little input there. Um you know, I'm a very scientific-minded person. You yes. know that. Um, there is a fine line between believing everything that a corporation is going to say in the government and being an anti-vaxxer. And I'm very much somewhere in the middle. Like, you're going to get some vaccinations. You're going to get the polio vaccine, right? We all have it. Probably give it all to your kids. I'm uh, imagining. Maybe. I don't even right? know. Right? Whatever. If you take them to the doctors. That is a good idea. That's proven facts that that vaccine is going to keep polio away. Right. But, you know, 2020... One or you know, 2019, whenever the vax or the COVID came out, um, they rushed that vaccine. Right. But as a science-minded person, corporations aside, I'm going to trust the scientists in the lab. You know, what I mean, I think somewhere there are good people that have their, you know, humanity's best interests at heart. Yeah. And I, I don't disagree with you. I guess the point I was trying to make is that we say and do things that we all have these, like we know logically it doesn't seem right. But we still kind of have to play this game. I, I've said this to many people in the last month. I don't know why. We all know, lo like, logic comes pretty easily to, oh, I shouldn't say that. It, doesn't come a lot. <laughs> no, it does it not doesn't, come easily to a lot of people. Not. But, like, we're all playing this game. We're all just humans on the same planet on Earth, right? But, like, the whole, let's get into money. Like, we all work for these big companies and insurance and taxes, but everybody plays this cash game or like we're keeping secrets, but it's, we're playing this cash game with each other and these people work in government, but they also play cash games on the side. Cause like, like an, I guarantee you there's an IRS agent somewhere that's like getting his house remodeled. And he's like talking to his contract. Like, Hey, if I give you cash, like it'll be cheaper, <laughs> right? You're a fucking IRS agent, you asshole. Like, we're just, we're all just humans. We're all playing the same game. But for whatever reason, like whatever situation we seem to be in, like we just kind of concede to play this game. Like it's just a game. It's just a mind fuck game. I mean, that's civilization though. But why? Like the con the IRS agent knows he can get it cheaper and like he'll, he's still willing to do it. Why play the game of like, we have to have insurance and regulations. Like, what are we doing? Because somebody has to be held accountable. Like oh, people but it's have so to. Not fair. Uh, not fair to who? I don't know. 
your free spirit. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's but, where it gets complicated. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's not. It is. It's a game we all play, but I don't think it's fair. Well, it it is and it isn't because there's a lot of people that are not. I mean, you have good morals, but there's a lot of people that need to obviously stay in check because, and that's where civilization has to come in. Yeah. There has to be those boundaries you because people are bad, bad, bad. But that's what I'm saying is that's what I mean. It's almost not fair. We know the games. I wish that more people would just use their, their internal moral compass and see bad people for being bad people and good people for being good people because yeah. you have to put regulations in place to defend against the bad people. But really, the bad people accounts for like what ten percent of the group of people, right? No, so, it's like more than that. You think so? Yeah, I think. What do you think the actual? What do you think the percentages are of uh, good to bad? So, like, actually good to actually bad people. Yeah, I don't know. I know a lot of bad people. Uh, yeah, me too. Fifty fifty. <laughs> yeah, probably. It, it just sucks. I guess then. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. It just sucks for the fifty percent of good people to have to live by the regulations that we have to put in place for the fifty percent of bad people. Yeah. That's. As a small business owner, it's extremely difficult to do business because I have to play by all these rules and regulations. I mean, but like, hello, New York State. I know. All right, well, that's a whole other conversation. I know. I don't even. I don't even want to talk about that because I already talked about that with somebody today, and I was uh, just like, "Isn't it exhausting?" It's so exhausting. To just, uh, I know, but that's. I guess that's my point. I forgot what we were even talking about this for. Uh, I don't remember, but I'm going to go back to <laughs> <laughs> when Terrible when you guys producers. asked me about. <laughs> well, you asked me about. I said parafins. It's actually parabens, like B-E-N, so I oh, fucked that up. See, so sorry. Again, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. Th those people win. Chalk up one to the naysayers because I couldn't even say the word right. You will so. now eat parabens for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say what they it's are. your punishment. You asked me what they were, so I will say what they are, and a lot of big words here. So parabens are chemicals that are commonly used for preservatives in cosmetics and pharmaceutical products. Chemically, they are a series of parahydroxy benzoates or esters of parahydroxybenzoic acids oh wow you currently really being right that's i wanted to say this to make me sound like nice <laughs> yeah i know you're just reading bro. right <laughs> <laughs> research is being conducted to um evaluate how potentially hazardous they are to health and i guess to all the naysayers or anybody out there that's why i try to keep things as natural as possible yeah it's obvious obviously proven like humans have existed for thousands of years vegetables like just living like a caveman obviously is okay i i mean from my perspective i really don't have time for anybody that wants to argue against natural lifestyle i just don't and don't, if there's anybody that's like oh like like no yeah like i, I don't think anybody would argue against it but I, there's i have heard of people like like homeopathic right yeah they're like oh that doesn't work you know that's that's you know, uh, farm medicine, but it was the medicine before pharmaceuticals. Right. Like, so it, it's not as strong and it's not as fast, right? But it does work, right? And um, I mean, if you work with a qualified practitioner, that person will actually guide you into the next step, the next stage, the Have next thing. I haven't done that, um, but I, I've read about it for my son. Yeah, and I mean, we went a different route with him. Okay, that actually worked yeah um pharmaceutically no it actually we never actually got to pharmaceuticals for him um we don't have to talk about it if you don't want to i was just asking i mean we can talk about it okay I, how I, many hours do you have <laughs> as long as you want to sit here and talk i'll talk i mean they'll probably leave at some point but i'll i could sit here and talk <laughs> for hours and I, I mean this is why i do this i love learning new things 
Um, yeah, for so for my son, he um, I don't know. Where do you even want me to start with that? Um, I guess I understand autism to a point. I used to work for at St. Mary's School for the Deaf. Yeah, and I was yeah. one on one with an autistic. He was my ward. I got to, had to take care of him a lot. So I learned a lot about autistic kids. I learned a lot about the spectrum. Um, I'm not 100% convinced that vaccines cause autism. I don't know because, again, like it's hard to correlate that data. I, I do get interested in trying to find out like why all of a sudden autism seems to be so prevalent. Yeah. Because I've heard, and again, I don't know because you can't research everything. You can't no. literally research. But I heard that before, you know, the 1960s, 50s, right, it just wasn't as prevalent. So there has to be a reason why all of a sudden it's becoming prevalent. What is causing it? And what is autism? Because I have two autistic, severely autistic nephews, nonverbal. Yeah. I mean, I've seen them doing some weird shit. <laughs> and I don't mean that in like an insulting way, but like the kid will sit there by himself and just like make a bunch of noises and weird hand. It's like, what is he doing? Like, that's a human being. Yeah. Where is he mentally? Like, what is he doing? It's, I'm so curious. It's like, what is that? And then we've had conversations like with uh, DMT, my one buddy. It's like, is that kid somehow accessing another dimension in the moment? Is he seeing things that we can't see because he's autistic? Like I, and then you hear about Asperger's, which is like the, the quote unquote good part of, not good part of autism, but like it kind of gives them special abilities. Like they can be really good at math or they can really focus really well or they understand engineering well, really well. Like what is that? It's so um, fascinating to me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it is fascinating. And Sorry, I actually. No, it's not. It's really not. <laughs> um, I learned a lot about it when I... So, like, we went through, like, various different stages like okay. in the beginning. So, in the beginning, I was just like, I think he's deaf. What do we do? Really? Yeah. You know my parents are deaf, right? I do know that. Okay, yeah. I, I do know, know that. And there's a lot of th reasons they were pointing to why he wasn't deaf, and I wasn't recognizing that. Okay. So, so we it went... It has to be hard in the moment as the mother. It was because I was just like, I don't know what's going on. I like, I, I'm like, did he have a stroke? Did something happen? Yeah. And like, my mother in law was the first person that pointed it out. She's like, he won't even look at me. And I was just like, like was it, was it a, like a purposeful not look at you or was it just, no, didn't no registration. Seem to notice you. There was absolutely no registration. So just like looking around and not even acknowledging the person. Not like he was avoiding looking no, at the person. No, no, there was no acknowledgement. So, um, I just like to clarify those things because those are the details that matter. Sorry, I don't mean to keep interjecting, but like those are the details. I like to really understand things. Yeah. And I like to understand like what you meant by does, he wouldn't look at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like he, so, I mean, to give you a little bit more detail, there was, you know, like your first, um, one of your first things you do to communicate is you point. Yeah. So my son wasn't able to point. He would, he would take my hand and he would put it. And what he wanted. And I would just be like, okay, that's weird. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, like, he didn't make eye contact. He didn't respond to his name. Um, and then we eventually, so we, first we took him to, like, this ENT. I'm like, he can't hear. Yeah. And then eventually, like, he got the tubes and he, like, got the testing. And then eventually this doctor Wait, was like. put in tubes? Yeah. Just cause? No, he had a lot of, he had a lot of fluid. There was, uh, there oh, was okay, reason. Okay, okay. There was reason. Um, but I then, get worried about doctor malpractice like that. I hear a lot of that. Yeah, so um, it actually wasn't that. There was cause for it. Okay. He wasn't just appeasing me. Yeah. Um, and then this doctor eventually was just like, you need to go to a neurologist. And I was just like, 
this dickhead? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm getting a second opinion. And then... Um, Why did that bother you? Because I didn't understand. Mm. I didn't understand what was... Which is, like, odd because, so like, I volunteered at the Special Olympics when I was younger. Yeah. And so, um, of course, like, disabled people, like, love them. Yeah. Um, and... But didn't really like fully comprehend like the different disabilities, like the distinctions, the differences, um, what it would look like in a baby, yeah. what it would look like in a young child, Your baby, my baby, yeah. especially because there was no family history. Um, so, so then eventually like went to a different ENT, and he's just like, oh, like yeah, just like come back in a, six months and we'll check him out again. And I was just like, okay. And so we were living um, near Reckons Glen at the time, and then we decided to move back to the Buffalo area and we did eventually get to a neurologist. And so that neurologist was just like, okay, like look at him, like, I don't know what's wrong with him, but like, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, aha, finally a doctor that says that. Yeah. But like before that, we went to an endocrinologist. We went to like all these different places. Um, and they just couldn't give you an answer? They couldn't give us an answer. And in the meantime, I found a doctor that lives in Arizona that specializes in nervous system dysfunction. Mm. And what made you think it was a nervous system dysfunction? Uh, just because I read more about autism. Okay, you were just researching. Yeah, just researching. And I mean, this doctor changed our lives. So like, if you met my son now, he's, he's six. And he is now considered high functioning. He was considered Aww. low functioning. Um, That's so good. Like his first speech therapist was like, I don't think he'll ever talk. Um, he had to learn, like, so, like, in therapy, he was three and a half, four. He didn't know the difference between me and my husband. So the speech therapist would be like, point to your mom. And it, it was like 50, 50. And it wasn't, he wasn't even able to point at that point. So it would be like his hand and like, whatever. Um, and then he, um, he eventually learned our names. Aww. And then he learned his sister's names. Aww. And then he learned all his classmates' names. Is this, and this was all through training? It didn't just like naturally happen as he got older? No, this is, so we, we, like we took him to the doctor in Arizona and he has this protocol that you follow. And we followed his protocol. And then my son, like his body started to respond. So it was training? Well, it was physical. I, I just mean... It didn't just naturally happen that no. he started to realize these things. You guys were doing something to help him get there. Yeah. Yeah. So the doctor, um, like he was on this protocol and the protocol um, works on your gut health. And then it works on like your, um, your immune health and your brain health. And that, what you just said, I cannot get over how important gut biome has become. It has come up in so many things I read and see. It, it is insane. It is insane because, um, oh, I mean, changing that for him really changed, it changed everything for him because then he was able to be like, okay, that's my mom. Instead of like, we were at the playground one day and he went up to a random lady, took her hand, and she eventually like was like, is this your kid? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's him. And like, he wouldn't even, didn't even look at me. He didn't realize he was with a stranger. Mm. Two things come to mind. I'm sorry, I have these thought tangents. Because I'm still always trying to figure out, like, why is autism on the rise? And there's correlations. And when you said gut health is something they worked on, glyphosate, you know, glyphosate, Roundup? Yeah, yeah. Is that kind of stuff was introduced in, like, the 
30s, 40s, and 50s. That's like when the industrial farming started to happen. And uh-huh. I wonder if that's what it is. Well, you know, so like my son also is gluten-free. He eats gluten-free. And I think that was a factor. But like there's a theory out there that it's actually, it's not the gluten. It's like the the glyphosate. Is that how you say it? What, glyphosate. Glyphosate. That it's that that yeah, people oh, are yeah. reacting to. It, it's not actually the... The wheat, it's that. Yeah. It's the chemical that so you're reacting to. So we had this conversation on another podcast, I think, about um, GMO. And I think people understand what – they know what GMO stands for, genetically modified organic organisms. And I think people are like, oh, that means they're changing the plant and it's like a weird different plant now and that's what's bad for you. I'm like, no, 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 no. I think what people are missing is they, they genetically modify things to be resistant to Roundup, yeah. to be resistant to chemicals. It's all about what they can make it resistant to. So that way they can reap as much of that crop as possible so they could spray it with glyphosate. But that glyphosate is still on the food. In agriculture's defense, like they've been able to produce really beautiful crops. And very abundantly, they're able to feed more people, but at what cost? And that's what the cost is, is the health. Extreme illnesses. Extreme, yeah. So if you don't want the glyphosate on your food, what is the, like, what should you shop for? You know what I mean? Or are you eating only just organic, not? Organic means they don't. So non-GMO, that doesn't, that's not what you're looking for. You're yeah, just yeah, looking no, for I, I would or, look for that too, yeah. Non-GMO. So non-GMO is like, that's the original strain of the plant, which means if you sprayed Roundup on it, and this is a, I'm a, reaching on a lot of this stuff. <laughs> I'm assuming <laughs> that non-GMO means they can't, it's not, it's not been genetically modified, so they can't use the, the practices that they typically use on GMO plants, which probably means I'm probably not spraying it with glyphosate. So you back went do you buy anything from the store or do you oh, do yeah. all no. home no, made? No, we we buy we buy a lot of food from the store. And so my husband has like usually a pretty big garden. So he grows a lot of That's so cool. I'm so jealous. The vegetables that we that's, need. That's my next step. Um we make well he I mean I'm going to give him You you most do most of the credit here. You do what my wife does. Everything is we we did this. We remodeled the kitchen. We did this. And I'm like, oh, wow. Where were you, you know, in the, in <laughs> oh, the we? She was taking we... care of your other obligations, Steve. Right. So that's the we she must mean. Got it. That is the we that she means. <laughs> she, no, I do this joke. Not joke. I say this all the time. It's always the universal we. 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 Well, no, my back doesn't I, feel like we did it. My back feels like I did it. She probably feels the, the same, same way about, about you. taking care of the kids. Yeah. Because yeah. I say, yeah, we went to the baseball game. She's like, we I rounded up all the kids. I got up to the baseball. Uh, you showed up and sat down and watched them swing at the bat. I'm like, You're right. No, no. But like Rich did it. Rich grew this garden. He yeah. plants the garden. He harvests the garden. There you go. He he made all the sauce last year. So he made up like oh, nice. a full year supply of tomato sauce. Man, you guys are next level. We've just not really. I mean, like this is just our life. So again, like I said, I like living a prepared lifestyle. Yeah. You're at I, if I'm at a stage six i'm looking at you guys like a stage nine because i don't you guys are practicing i mean growing canning homemade stuff like you that's i just do the animals because that's very low maintenance well we don't do animals so we don't do animals we don't have dogs i mean we have one cat that just eats ticks and whatever garbage and you you have a tick problem oh yeah you need to get chickens you need to get they're so easy they all get killed Anytime we've had chickens, they all get killed. Tell Rich to go out there and sit once a once a week and just put out a fox collar and kill the predators. That's all I do. We've and had, I haven't had a problem in a while. We you just gotta have kill re- them. we have really bad luck with it. Uh, he does though. I know. He I does. Know. We <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> I know. We just have really bad luck and every time I'm just like, 
not meant to be. We used no. to have guinea hens. That's what you should get. Oh, my neighbor has those. They're Cute so little beautiful. birds. And they make little tiny eggs. Did you know that those little No, those eggs? are quails. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes. No, guinea hens are like like steroid chickens. They're like so loud. Really? But they are, they're the best at eating ticks. And we used to have those. They have really beautiful feathers. Oh. Um, Maybe I will get some. You should get some. We we so we used to have our hen house outside. I built one. Yeah. And I used to have a fence, but that always failed. The only thing that we've been able to do with success is keep them in a stall in the barn. It's a it's hard because you're like, oh, I want them to free range, but then they're out there and they just get picked off. Get you. Yeah, we I don't we didn't do this on purpose. It kind of just happened. I mean, I kind of did it on purpose. We trained them to come back at night. So and we don't open it until we get up in the morning. Yeah. And dogs help. So, like, I let my dogs out in the morning. Sean, I'm sorry, bud. No, don't, don't let me distract you. But you were saying the chickens are really good with ticks. If you have a bad tick problem, um, possums. I don't know if you could have those as pets. <laughs> <laughs> they are the best at eating I ticks. I'm pretty sure Steve and I could. Uh, you could probably find Five thousand ticks a season. Wow. Five thousand ticks. Yeah. I. My kids would so, love to domesticate so, a possum. No, wait. So I'm calling bullshit. I specific. I can't remember where. I, I think it was Joe Rogan, where they did research on this and that is like a PETA thing The <laughs> possums don't actually do that it was like a it was like a Facebook thing that was this is like an advertisement for, for possums yep. like a possum was just like a <laughs> yeah. no 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 it was like a PETA person because they didn't want people to be killing possums and they like wanted like they're so cute and like that possum uh. that you see don't kill it because it eats does the, it, get, it listed all these benefits but they were fake this is the second source that I've seen it from. Looking this uh, up, because okay. I thought it was. I've, I think I saw it on whatever documentary I was watching sometime. But um, this is from Mosquito Joe. So unless of MosquitoJoe.com oh, mosquito is bro, you must, he's, he's, the, he's the law on bugs. Um, I feel like the only thing that's really safe is like an old encyclopedia. Like we need to get to the library, get an old encyclopedia, look this up. Like what a possible This do. would be a good, great transition to, no, it wouldn't be. Because... <laughs> We've been lied to about the 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 saying that the winner writes history, or what is the uh, what's the um, saying? I, uh, I know what yeah, you're thinking. Yeah, yeah, history yeah. is written by the victor. Yeah, yes, yes, like yes. history is yeah. written by the victor. You know that saying. Everybody knows that saying, and I knew it. But then, as I got older and started to research things, not just history is written by the victor, but um, I've seen some kind of stat that only like 5% of all of human history has been recorded. So 95% of what has happened, all of human history, all of Earth has just gone unrecorded. And that 5% that's been recorded, you have to think about this. Certain people recorded it. So yeah. like, if you have like a PETA person, they're going to record things biased towards right. like beneficial animal things, but they're not going to list all the negatives. So much of what we know and think and read and see all has bias. Everything has bias. And again, government, food, all, like, every, almost everything's a lie. Like, we just don't, un the more we know, the less we know, Sean. Do you want me to say something about that? Yeah. Sean has a problem <laughs> with the fact that, um, uh, what's it, Socrates said oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think it's Socrates, right? Said that because I know, or I'm going to mess this up, but like, the more he knows, the less he knows. Like, we know yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah. We know nothing. yeah. And Sean's like, that's not true. We know some stuff. I'm like, Sean, <laughs> you're taking it so literal. Like, obviously, he, we know stuff. But it, the point I'm trying to make is the more we figure out, the more I realize, like, we don't know jack shit. No, it, no. Real scientific data is so hard to come 
come by, like to figure things out. Again, like the vaccines, I hate to bring it back to this, but how do you know what the hundred year implications of vaccines are? You don't, you need a hundred years. Right. What are the five year? What are the 20 year? Symptoms don't not show up until year 30 and then they might go away at year 35. Like to do true scientific studies, to really understand things, takes so much data collection and time. Yeah. We know nothing. We know nothing. And the Earth Core, we have so much to talk about in our podcast, bro, because <laughs> I found out other shit that I'm going to make you like really think. Did you want him to sit here? No. Should I? So, do you no. want to do this right now? No, no, no. We got a date in the book. We're do we got a date in the book? Yeah, about our science shit. I just, Are I love science. Are you guys going to have the big vaccine debate? Are we going to have a big yeah, vaccine? Yeah, like you too. No, he no, seems I like think he's. he's no. I, I'm just science minded. So I don't want to go over with the vaccines, but, you know, during COVID, I had a, you know, young kid, he's nine months old. I didn't want to bring, you know, I was working essential personnel. I didn't want to bring it home to my pregnant wife at the time and stuff right. like that. So I did what I thought I could take measures in protecting my family. And at that point, I put my faith in the scientists and I got the vaccine. So yeah. I'm not going to get any more, you know, no. not COVID at least, but right. other vaccines in the future, maybe. No, and I'm not. I'm, yeah, that, it's a very difficult and complex thing to talk about. I'm just, my point is that humans are messy. There's always good and bad ones. And even scientific studies can be skewed. There's missing information. There's things. There's, it's, just, it's just never really clear. That's why you're supposed to rely on your intuition. Remember? Thank you. I do. Yeah. And your gut. Yeah. And my gut biome is super important. Well, you have you to make saying. sure it's healthy. Otherwise, you can't trust it. Thank you. So since we took a 15-minute tangent, <laughs> you were saying that you've got this doctor. He really started to improve. Yeah, yeah. And, and same doctor. He's, he's really good now. Or like, And I shouldn't say good because, I mean, what, that's a... That's a uh, so he was opinion based thing. Like he's doing better. He's doing better. So, you know, there's a scale, like it's called, there's an ATEX scale as far as like how severe you are, how severely impacted you are versus down to like how less severe you could be impacted. So, I and, and, and again, that, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's in regards to like s social stuff, like no. how they respond, or no. is it just, it's very black and white guideline type thing? It's pretty black and white. It is. I mean, but it, it evaluates your health. It evaluates your social, sk social skills, your language, your functionality, your ability to take care of yourself. It evaluates uh, all of those factors. Wow. And then it's kind of, it's dependent on like your age group. Okay. So, okay, between this and this, like if you have these skill sets, and basically that's what, I mean, autism does is it kind of like splays your skills in various different areas and kind of offsets them as compared to like what would be a typical child. Mm, gotcha. So um, when he was a baby, he scored really high um, and he was considered severe. And then when he grew up and so like this is like based on age, like so. So it is dynamic and it's pretty accurate. Wow. Um, and, and now he's considered um, high functioning That's and awesome. he reads and he um, he does all these things. He he's obsessed with boats. Oh, yeah. He's obsessed with the Titanic. Oh, that's cool. And the Titanic sinking and all this stuff. And, I mean, he builds a boat out of anything. He's really... Um, so he's got a thing for boats. He's got, he's got a big thing for boats. Like, yeah. a big thing for boats. Do you think that's a natural kid thing, or do you think it's an aut autism thing? Uh, it, there's definitely some autism in there because there is a, a bit of obsession yeah. in there. Um, and it's not like, oh, let's go 
so last night he's doing a demonstration and he's just doing it and then it sank. So it's a lot of sinking boats and like shipwrecks. Like I watch YouTube's about like all these shipwrecks and like, well, that one is here on the ocean floor and that one is here. And I'm just like, cool. Yeah. So I'm like, let's go visit a boat. So that's so cool. Maybe it'll be like somebody that, you know, scuba dives and, and looks up old shipwrecks. Yeah. He could become a specialist like in figuring out a new way to build boats because he's so obsessed. I think it's a superpower. I, I say that a lot of times. Yeah. That's why I was saying about like Asperger's typically, I think when they get placed, they like, it's almost like a superpower because you have this obsession, this focus, all the best things for most, like Michael Jordan, the reason he was the greatest is he, he was obsessed. It was like yeah, a sickness. Yeah. Oh like yeah. His, his obsession with winning but that's what made him so great. So it's like a double-edged sword almost. Like you you had to be that obsessed to be Michael Jordan. Right, you do. And I mean, so when he is obsessed with things, I'm just like, that's cool. That's yeah. great. I love it. I mean, so like Michael, when we set out to like really do things a little bit differently and help him and like find him the best carrot that we could was yeah. just like, I just want him to be able to communicate. Yeah. What's and that's a huge yeah. It's a huge thing. And he's able to communicate. And I'm like, okay, that's good enough for me. Like, I don't have to obsess over his care, over his um, going to these doctors and going to these appointments. Um, what do you, what do you, what would you say was the biggest? I'm asking this because of my two autistic nephews. What would you say was like the biggest factor you noticed in his improvement that you guys were able to change? Um, so medically, he has a vagus nerve stimulator, and it is vagus nerve stimulator. Yeah, you're going to want to visit that later, the vagus nerve. You're going to love it. So Here, right? No, it's here. Oh, because didn't Flowers say something about that? I think he did. I think yeah. that's what they were starting to look at with his at medical that. Yeah. issues. So my buddy has had these weird episodes, and he spoke about it in his podcast where he like passes out every four months. Yeah. And he's got some weird other health issues, and they were looking into that nerve. I was just When you said that, I was like, whoa. It's a, not, a, not a very commonly used... No, it's not. So, like, I mean, we definitely, I, I did a lot of research as far as <laughs> See? give Rich credit for the garden. See? And for while his, he was doing the gardening, while he you was were doing, doing the that, research. I was doing research and on it's how, the universal we. You guys got two things done. Yeah, to help our son, and then he provided the funds to do this. So he, um, yeah. So the, I mean, but. I don't think the vagus nerve stimulator wouldn't have helped him. It wouldn't have helped him as much if we didn't work on the gut health first. And then, I mean, this kid consumes so much fish oil. <laughs> and actually, I make them all do it now. And it's not, it's not, it's not a nice fish oil. It's like straight up like grandma pours this Ew. into a spoon, and they so they hate it. No, they love, they don't know. They don't, they don't even like because they're they, so used to it. Now? They're so used to it. Really? Yeah, I'm just like it's time for your fishy. That's it. They take their fishy. All four of them do. Wow. Um, and can you see actual benefits? Results? I mean, for my son, very specifically, like he, I mean, he was severe and now he's high functioning. Wow. And I mean, we can attribute that to a lot of different things. We right. tried a lot of interventions. He went to the Children's League. Yeah. My daughter go, goes, what? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Your daughter, you told me that your daughter goes there. She what? You told me she goes there. Last year, she did. And that, and now that, she's in... Um, School. Okay. She she graduated to the normal school. It, the the typical school is I what it's called. Children, they were fantastic. Great great organization. Yeah, I um. Nothing but good things to say about them. I know it was so nice. Like every time I went there, they knew exactly who I was. Mm -hmm. They knew where I lived. They knew all this stuff about me. And I'm like, this is probably the best customer service I've ever received. Yeah, they do a good job. I'm sorry. Um. 
Children's League, a lot of interventions, a lot of things, fish oil, yeah. Vegas nerve stimulator. The Vegas nerve stimulator. That's that's when we were on. So he it plugs into my phone and then it plugs into his ear and it sends like little pulses to his vagus nerve. Um, so the vagus nerve controls a lot of different functions in your body. And so so there's like there's like all these different theories about like autism. It's like it's a nervous system dysfunction. It's immune system dysfunction. It is dysfunction of all these organs. It's just like your body is unable to regulate itself. And that's when you see like stuff happen. Like you see the kids stimming was what mm -hmm. we were describing before. That's yeah, what it's that's called. What I, I, yeah, I butchered that. They're, I see them stimming. I was like, look at all those movements inside. Yeah, so stimming. that's just stimulating. So they're just trying to regulate their nervous system. And that's the only way their body knows how to do it. Oh, okay. um, and then so like your body spends so much time like focusing on like how to regulate itself that you're not able to respond to language. You're not able to respond. That makes a lot of sense. To like typical movements. Like language is a huge, huge component of it, but it's also commanding your body to respond in the way that you're telling it to, you're telling it to or you're being asked to. And when you're a kid, it's really hard. So then they start to do like these different therapies to teach your body to do that. So um, that's really interesting. Yeah. If you only have like, a hundred processing power and your body has to be working 90% of that processing power on trying to regulate. Yeah. I could see yeah. why. Then you can't do other things. And, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then, I mean, it's, it's really hard and it's hard to, um, wow. That makes autism. I understand it so much better now. It makes a lot more sense. Good. I could see how the diet would really help and the yeah. stimulator would really help. So you're basically doing a bunch of therapies to help his body be as normal as possible so that his brain can be as normal as possible yeah so it's really i mean they're really biomedical interventions so it's oh, wow that you makes got, a lot of sense yeah you look at it this way like you got to get the biomedical stuff in place before the therapy can really work yeah so once we started to do the biomedical stuff then the therapy like took off then he's in therapy and he's just like, why are you asking me like who my mom and my dad is? Because like, like he eventually was able to respond. And it, it's not wow. that the kids like, so I mean, you have two severely autistic kids in your life. It's like they probably understand you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's it, periods. It was almost a joke at one point because like I, I, I like to think I'm special as always. That like <laughs> they'd be over my house and I would say one of their names and they'd look right at me. And then, uh, and then they would go back to whatever they're doing. And I'm like, yeah. He responded to me. It's me. I did it. And and it probably it's just because I'm super loud that maybe like he I could get his attention for a split second. Yeah. You know, but then he lost processing power because then his body went back to doing whatever. Yeah. And he couldn't stay focused on me. But um, it's it's my uh, it's my sister in law's kids, and she has a, a new husband now. And he's really good with the kids. Yeah. And he spends a lot of time with them, and they're improving massively because so, he's able to help. You know, because now the other the other ex, whatever, it's a bad person and wasn't around to help a lot. Well, so, trauma makes it worse. And they had a ton of that. Yeah, yeah. And I could, it just, it all, it's like puzzle pieces I'm able to put together, and it's making a lot more sense. And now I think because he's there, he's probably helping with their diet, and he's helping with their yep. focus. They've just come a long ways. But everything you're saying just... I'm just putting two and two together of all the interactions I've had with them. Yeah. And now a lot of the, what they've done and I've seen makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like this, I mean, this information is good and you can use it for any neurological issue. So like, yeah. so of course it's like 
everybody should work in a gut health, and it, it'll improve your mental health immensely. I'm, um, I'm big. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of healthy stuff. Like I, I bring up the ice bath a lot. I do this. Yes. I think I'm weird, <laughs> but I'm like, why not? Why not do everything in your power to make your body run that much better? Yeah. Because then everything else will run that much better. Your heart, your brain, your feet, your coordination, like. It all goes hand in hand. Like, it's just, it seems so obvious to me that people are like, oh, I wonder why I'm sick. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what yeah. do you do on a daily basis? Like, I guarantee you 99 out of 100 people, it's caused by what you're doing. Well, I mean, like, it's not new news, though. I mean, like, doctors know that. The health community knows that. But it's not, um, Again, I mean, people aren't taught. The games we're playing. Yeah. Like, why are we doing that then? Like, why isn't this more discussed? Why isn't this more common knowledge that's my point i i i don't know why it's not i mean it's it's very um front and center in my life yeah well, and because you have a direct situation that made you do that yes it you know, needed son. to be yeah it needed to be handled yeah. and it needed to because i mean it was very confusing as a parent you're like well what is going on here and how do i help them and you take them to the doctors and they're just like well, i can't help you right and then you're just like well i'm going to keep going to these people until i find somebody that's going to say yes i can help you right and I did find that. I found that in Arizona. How like, is how is your daughter doing? Really good, really good. Much better than she was. Is she um, like physically? Like, what is what is she achieving now? It's tough because again, like just like your situation, we didn't know a bunch. Like when you're in the situation, you're just kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, we were able to find out she had hydrocephalus before she was born. Hydrocephalus is swelling of the brain, and it's because she had a tumor that grew uh, and it pinched. The drain, like your your spinal fluid, your your brain fluid naturally circulates and drains through your spine. Yeah. And she had a tumor that grew to block that. So in the womb, her head was like the size of a watermelon. Oh, so you knew like that. Yeah, yeah they early. measured. They could measure. Yeah, oh yeah. Which is amazing. No, it's, yeah. it it saved her life because if we, she probably would have died. You know, if it was a hundred years ago, she'd be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, as soon as she came out, my wife had to have a C-section so that they could take her out because she wouldn't have came out. Oh my gosh! Like my wife, it, it probably would have killed her because like those are the things that happen a hundred years ago when you don't have this technology. Uh, imagine a head that's too big, like baby's heads. No, oh, yeah, yeah, squeeze to come yeah. out, blah, blah blah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it would have killed my wife and proud, and it, it definitely would have killed both of them because if the baby wouldn't have came, came out, they probably would have complicated whatever. She got a shunt put in, but the hydrocephalus caused a whole bunch of other things. Yeah a whole bunch of other disabilities that came along with it. And now we're finding out she probably had MS uh, because of that, which caused her to be overly tight all the time. Yeah. So she couldn't gain her balance at the same time as like other kids normally do. So she never walked. Yeah. She crawled way longer than she should have. And then when she did start to learn how to walk, it was in this really weird way, but it was just how humans like they cope. Like yeah, if you, you have just... a disability, you just start doing stuff. So she was like pigeon toed. So then she had to have this surgery. She had two major surgeries. She, her Chiari's, which is like the bottom part of your brain, was yeah. still really big. And she was getting pressure because that was oh, growing faster terrible. than her body. So they had to cut out part of her skull to relieve that pressure. That improved a lot of her stuff. And then uh, then we did a elective spinal surgery, which her brain was sending too many signals to her body, which is why she was always so tight. Yeah. And that's the MS. So that's multiple sclerosis. sclerosis. Yeah, okay. but there's multiple versions of that. Well, yeah, because she's... I, and multiple levels of that. 
I mean, because she's really young. I thought that was usually in older populations. Correct. But okay. it, I mean, there's beginning parts of it. Yeah, know? yeah. So she got this nerve-cutting surgery in her lower spine, which stopped a lot of the signals that were coming. But then she turned into, like, jello because Aww. she wasn't used to that. So she had learned how to kind of walk, kind of. And then she had to get, on purpose, brought back. And now she's learning how to walk the right way because her, her brain's not overstimulating her muscles. Yeah. But still a long road because now she's so much bigger than an infant is when they learn how to walk. So she has to gain all that muscle. She goes for a lot of physical therapy. Yeah. But I, like I said, all that aside, she's doing great. Um, how's your wife doing? Good. It's, it, it's a lot of work. So like taking her to physical therapy. Yeah. She goes to swim therapy. She goes to physical OT, all that crap. So it's just, you just learn to cope with it. Like, yeah, it just, you it's, do. it put a lot of stress on our relationship and our life just because we have four, we have three other kids. So she's, she must be seven. Uh, five. I thought that. I have the, a eight year old, a seven year old and twin five year olds. Oh, she's, she's part of the twin set. Oh, I thought you had twin boys. No, no. Okay, I don't feel bad for you anymore, though. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's like, he has twin boys. This is... Oh, no, uh, my this. oldest two are 14, 15 months apart, 16 months apart. Okay. Very close. They get called twins all the time. Oh, yeah. But there's because they're so close in age. And then and then the twins. Yeah, our um, six-year-old's the same size as our nine-year-old. Wow. And I call them the twins. And yeah, I mean, she's crazy. really small and he's a little big. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're cute. Yeah, they are. It's just, I mean, you know, having a kid with disabilities, like you just, you get used to it after a while. Like you don't think anything of it. But then you look back and you realize like how much work it is. Like there was a time where my, the spinal surgery, she had to be in the hospital for like a month and a half. And it was actually during... It was last year. Lowell, yeah. Yeah, I remember that because you told me that one day and I'm just like, what are you talking about? Like, you've been dealing with this and you're still a normal, sane human being and just you're just like, yep, just making it work. And I'm just like... Yeah, she was... So uh, they were both... My daughter and my wife were in the hospital, did not leave for like a month and a half. That's so stressful. There, I, I, there was one day I broke down crying. It was, it was a lot. There's a lot. And it's not a lot in the sense like, oh, obviously I was concerned and upset, you know, just because she has a major surgery. Yeah. But just like taking care of the farm, taking care of a stressful business. And at that time it was particularly stressful. <laughs> um, and then, you know, getting the boys on and off the bus. So I had to be home. So I cut my work day down. It was just like a lot of comp compounding things, a lot of compounding stress. I mean, from my perspective, you handled it a lot better than I would have. I would have been a salty old bee. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, like, why? Why? I don't know. That's just the way I react. Sean refers to me as a glass three-quarters full guy. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I just, I don't know. You're the happy contractor. Yeah. Is what I think you should call yourself. The happy contractor? <laughs> yeah. yeah your business should be the happy contractor. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if I change the name because I got to go out of business. <laughs> no, I oh just. Oh, my God. No, no. I, I just. Life is hard enough. Life is complex enough. Life is stressful enough. Why add on to that being a shitty person or oh, being no. in a shitty mood? It yeah. just makes everything else that much worse. Yeah, I mean, you've, I mean, you've got a really great perspective Thank around you. all of it. I try, you know. Just you got one life. Might as well live it yeah. well. And in my eyes, that's living it well. Yeah. So, yeah, it was very stressful, but we got through it. We got through it. And now she's learning to walk again. And yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 
I love um, it. That's a great. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. So I actually wanted to thank you a little bit and tell you a little story. Oh. So I think one of the last conversations we had, you're like, yeah, Becca, I really think you should be like focusing on doing services for people and then charging them a percentage. And so we had that conversation. You remember this conversation? Nope. <laughs> I do that. I get, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. I get this often where people are like, you said something really great to me. Do you remember that? And I'm like, no, I don't. I'm so sorry, but I don't remember. I, think I mean, I remember us having a lot of like work conversations. Yeah, I mean, like that. yeah, because that's really what we're talking about. I don't remember specifically. Saying you were driving around in that think tank, I think. Oh, that's probably. a think tank. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you called me up from the road and you're just like, and I called you back and you're like, I don't know, I called you. Oh, wait, Becca. <laughs> I called you because, and you were talking about finding people funding. You were talking about like historical, historical projects and then like prior, a couple of days prior to that, I was like, oh, Steve, do you qualify for the employee retention credit? Yeah. And you're like, no, I don't. Yeah. Um, but then like a week later, and then, and then we're talking about like doing my services fee-based. Yeah. Um, and then like a week later, maybe two weeks later, somebody called me. She's like, Becca, I really want to teach you how to do the employee retention credits. Oh, and shoot. I was just like, okay. And you know, I'm like, I like, I like to look for a sign like that, you know, like things are moving in the right direction. Like, yep. you know, some solid evidence that like this is what we need to do. The universe is speaking to you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big believer in that. Yeah. So it's like, so you said that to me, and then shortly after, somebody's like, "I want to train you in this," and I'm just like, "There's not like, not very often somebody calls you and it's just like, I want to teach you how to That's do this in your business." So she taught me how to do the employee retention credits, and then so now I'm going to start offering that to people and like nice. booking for new people and doing it fee based. That's amazing. Um, it is. And so I just want to say thank you for oh, encouraging totally me in that way. I'm glad I encouraged you because I did not mean to. <laughs> I just, I like talking about, you know, like what I think would be best for you. Cause you know, I would, I have a lot of thoughts during the day. And yeah. then when I think about them, I try not to lose them. Yeah. So I like to call people right away. I, I call Sean like <laughs> all the time and he won't answer. And then he'll call me back. He'd be like, Hey, what were you calling about? And I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> Don't remember. Must have been good at the moment, but you know, I I like to, and I just I think about you often in terms of like grant writing and yeah. bookkeeping and business like that. So yeah, anytime I have somebody talking to me like, oh, I really need this, and I'm like, oh, and then I start thinking, I'm like, I should call back and tell her, and then it probably that's probably what it was. It was because you had a meeting I, with um, the consultants. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so yeah, I just. I, it just came to light, and because I, I know you told me before that you did grant writing. Like yeah. You went to school for it, or no? I didn't go to school. I actually went to school for international business and marketing. Oh, okay. And I've never done anything used it in at all. I feel either like that's of those capacities. Ninety percent of the population, yeah, in America, I think, went to school for some kind of degree and doesn't even. Yeah. Biggest scam that America's ever had happen. Yeah, I mean that's a whole other conversation. That is a whole other conversation. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad that that spark that i mean i think it's a great idea i think i mean bookkeeping alone i we've talked about my lack of bookkeeping and how much i suck at it it's it's a it's a full-time job it's super hard so did you are we allowed to talk about your work situation sure yeah did you did you find somebody yeah you did yeah how's it going good really good i i mean i don't know how much bookkeeping background she has but yeah she's doing great every time i ask her for something she gets it done she does. Yeah, yeah. I actually told her that <laughs> Becca is like my bookkeeping guru. Yeah. Like I held you on this high, uh, what do you call it? The pedestal. pedestal. 
of like Becca. And like, if I want somebody to like get trained or ask questions, I'm like, I got my friend Becca. Yeah. You just talk to her. She'll come and train you. I, I will. I will come. And I know her. you will. I so will. I, we're just, I'm trying to get her to be um, comfortable with the company. I'm, I'm trying to let her learn me first and learn all the crap I yeah. do. Cause that's, you can't really get trained in bookkeeping unless you have that background knowledge first. Yeah, there's... Um, I feel like it, you could, but it'd be a lot harder. And if she has that content of me, yeah, and then you train her, I think it'd be a lot better. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of nuances in construction. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, and it's like, it's not like... So before I worked in construction, I mostly did nonprofits. Yeah. And it's like completely, completely different. And then coming to construction, I'm like, you guys do what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of... It's a lot of keeping track of stuff. It's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of little tiny pieces that make up yeah. one big finished product. And I think as an outsider looking in to construction, like you just see nothing there. And then all of a sudden something's there. You're like, oh, yeah. that was that hard, right? Like you've got no clue what happens in the background. It's a lot. There's a lot of work that happens behind the scenes. So yeah. um, I'm glad you found somebody. Thank you. That was Though, wanted to ask you. Since we're going to try and hit your one hour and 45 minute mark. Yeah. I do want to talk about aliens because I haven't had a guest yet to talk about aliens with Wait, I, why, I don't, why don't you want to talk about aliens um because i don't know I, I think this is a total stoner topic duh okay but i'm not a stoner like i remember like okay getting high like in high school you know okay. like 20 years ago and like people being like well now we're gonna talk about aliens i'm like i don't want to talk about aliens i don't want to talk about where tupac is i don't want to talk about any <laughs> of that crap nobody's ever brought that up before <laughs> you think he's still alive no, that's like that's another you thing. Just don't want to talk about it. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't have an opinion on it. Um, and that's how you feel about aliens. That's how I feel about aliens. Oh, that's so depressing. I thought you said on one of our phone calls, like, "Oh yeah, we could talk about aliens." No, I said that's what we're not going oh, to talk about. <laughs> See, I don't remember our conversations that well because uh, I totally remember that. I literally wrote it down as like a, all these things about aliens. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're gonna have a great alien conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, toss that one right out the window. <laughs> you can not educate work. me on aliens. No, but that's the fun. So. <laughs> I, my the rest of my life is so practical and and realistic that like I love talking about shit that means nothing. Like I want it's it's almost um, mental meditation. Not mental meditation. That's not the right word. Mental relaxation. Like you should be able to just not have to really think when you're talking about it. Like I want to just theorize about like what do you think aliens are? Like where do you think they come from? I would love to hear your opinion. A person that doesn't want to talk about aliens, like, do you think they're real? Where do you think they come from? I, I mean, I think they could be real. Yeah. I think they could be real. I, but also, like, so I'm, I'm pretty visual. And right now, you all know what's in my head. What? Like, um, like, like, black sky with, like, some, like, cartoons. Like, cartoons. The like saucer. Yeah, and, like, like little, out. like, green heads. Yeah. And, like, yeah, like, helmets and, yeah, flying saucers. Are you aware of all the, you know, media hype of aliens lately? Are you like aware of, no. of that? No, I'm not. So I, I kind of keep up with it, and it's getting into official channels now. Like the government's now releasing statements about it, and obviously with the rise of social media and the internet, you're starting to see more video of stuff. I mean, it could be edited, it could not be, but it just seems to be the conversation about aliens is is becoming more mainstream and popular now. Whereas, like you just said, it was <laughs> stoner topic. Like nobody yeah, talked about it unless topic. you unless you were a pothead, you know? Yeah. Um, but. I, I think about it in a practical sense. I think statistically there has to be aliens. There has to be. There has to be life outside of planet Earth. Statistically. Probab- 
probability. What's the word I'm looking for? Statistics. Because there's, if there's as many stars as, as there, there are grains of sand on Earth, that's a ridiculous amount of stars. Yeah. Planets. So, I mean, but you as like, um, as a human, are you intimidated by, by that, that there could be other life out there? No, I find it interesting. I'm not, I, wouldn't, I would not say I'm intimidated by it because I've had this thought. Like if I got abducted, and this can apply to like death. Oh, I don't, don't want to be abducted. That sounds terrible. No, me neither. But my point is like, if something like that's going to happen, there's nothing I can do about it anyways. No, there's not. And that's why when you, you say- You can't prep for that shit. No, you can't. You can't. Thank you. <laughs> so that's why it's like kind of fun to think about because if, if aliens are real, like what are we going to do? Like, is it, are you going to change your daily routine? We're going to have to trust in the government. It's going to no, be terrible. No, not. I hope aliens come down and expose the government for what they are. Just a bunch of lying crooks. Yeah. I mean, so I have a question. So all this media hype, is there, so is there any, um, is there, are, are they in Roswell? Like, what's that? Are I they in the desert? don't know. I, I, I think I've listened to a lot of stuff about it. I, I don't know if Sean wants to interject because he thinks a lot about it too. You think about aliens? We talk about it a lot. Oh, yeah. Since a I bit. was like a little kid and now that it's in the like news. So what, what Steve's referring to is those uh, anti-gravity ships that have been released by like the Pentagon. And so they're an actual thing. Like there's documented accounts. Military video. And military videos of, uh, you know, fighter jet pilots chasing one of them. So they're in the air and they're making maneuvers that you know, combustion engines that we have now just can't do. And they're what? going and yeah. they're going between the air and right into the water like the water doesn't exist. So they have some kind of what they're describing is like a gravity uh, force field around it. Yeah, yeah, anti-gravity yeah. force field. And and the new topic of discussion is not just are there aliens? It's like what is that? Is it is it a country that has technology that we don't know about? Is it American technology that's so top secret that even a large portion of the government doesn't know about it? Or is it aliens or is it alien drones? Because there's some theories that the way that they move, you couldn't have a person inside of it. Some of the ships are so small that you couldn't really fit a full-sized human being in it, but they might not be our size. It's just really getting interesting, all the stuff you could talk about. And, and yeah. now that there's military video evidence and the government's releasing statements about, what do they call them? UAPs now? Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon? Like they're like, they said that. The government <laughs> said that. That's fucking trippy. Um, I, uh, I'm going to have to read about it. Start doing your research. Yeah. I guess we won't talk about it. Sorry. Um, it's what, okay. what else does Becca not want to talk about that we could bring up? <laughs> yeah, I know. Really? No, it's uh, religion. You want to talk about religion? Let's talk about ghosts. Ghosts? You want to talk about ghosts? Oh, man. See, that's one thing <laughs> I have zero experience in. and don't really, Not that I don't believe in it. Um, you don't know any ghosties? No. Oh, man. I don't. You have had no interactions? Zero. Okay, let's go around. Have you had interactions? Nice. Sean? Oh. Um, have you had ghost <laughs> interactions? No, but I have seen firsthand accounts of somebody that has, and I saw what their face and body language and voice did. So When they saw, when they saw when one? When they saw one. Yeah, my wife, actually. So yeah. We I could tell that story if you, if you want me to. I want to hear Becca's story. I've, I've never actually seen one. I've just felt them. Explain that. Um, so I used to live in Denver, and I used to live in this old house in pretty, it was pretty centralized. Um, there was just, I mean, it's just like 15th Street or something like okay. that. Like in the city, in the city. 
not not where like the high rise buildings are, but like walkable. Um, but you know, like restaurants, cafes over here, like bars like and an Elmwood type of area. Yeah, but it was like yes, but like it was a full neighborhood. Yep, I got so you. my neighbors were people. Yeah, I get you. Oh, really? <laughs> not aliens or ghosts no. or animals? Well, I mean, like there there was definitely some spirits in that house. So, um. So this house that I lived in, I had two roommates, and it was an older house, and it was very, very protected. So, like, if you went, like, you so, so there was, like, certain hours where, like, there would be activity, and it was, like, so we all worked. So, what like, do you mean by protected? It was just, like, protected by these ghosts, these spirits. Hmm. So. So you're already classifying them as good spirits? Um, I don't know if they were good or not, actually. Hmm. So there was, so there was just a couple instances. Like one night, I was sleeping and it was just so heavy on my chest. It was like there was like there was definitely something on my chest. And then um, I thought it was the cat. And then like when I got up, like there was nothing there, and it was just like so scary. And then like whatever it was was like now in the closet. Um, Get out! No, <laughs> no, you can say, but you really. Yeah, and then there was another there was another incident. But it was like it it just had a very heavy presence in this house. Um and then there was this time when I slept over at my friend's house. And then like I came home in the morning and this was like a work day. And it was it was off hours. So it was I wasn't supposed to be there. I was supposed to be at work already. I was running late. Mm-hmm. So I got home, I like took the fastest shower ever, but there was like there was something in that bathroom with me. And so I'm like taking the shower, taking the shower, and I'm just like, I need to get the heck out of here like I need to leave like this is weird like I don't belong here there's things going on here that I'm not a part of and I don't understand and then what time of day was this it was the morning so like the light sunlight like it was yeah bright out it was bright out um but I was you got that feeling while it was bright out yeah and the feeling got worse in like a well lit room yeah the feeling got worse I was like taking a shower and I'm like I can't look in the mirror like whatever is happening like I cannot look in the mirror and I need to leave the house as fast as I can. So I did. I put up my clothes and I just got the heck out of there. You don't like, think that was in your head? No. Really? It was not in my head. No, I'm not. I don't mean it in an insult. I mean that in a very logical way. I, I, I think, because I've had those instances, but then I, for whatever reason, I'm able to go like, yo, you idiot. Like, you know, like when you're like, there's a dark hallway yeah. and you don't want to look down it because you're like, if I look down it, something's going to be there. But that's... It's like me playing tricks on myself because then I do this and there's nothing there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, like I, autism, it's like the brain is a powerful thing. Yeah. You don't yeah. think that, because I've had those instances where you almost like, once you psych yourself out a little bit, the feeling just gets like, it's almost like an anxiety thing maybe that you just, it gets worse and worse. Mm-hmm. He, he has anxiety. That's why. Uh. Every time we talk about anxiety, he looks at Sean. <laughs> he is my anxiety Sean? expert. He's over here like... <laughs> no, Sean is just my referral for a lot of things because we've had conversations. So I like to like throw him a little acknowledgement. Like he's my anxiety expert. I talk to him about anxiety. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that... I think that you could... You could I've, I've had moments like that where it's like you psych yourself out and you psych... And then it's like it compounds on... And it's like, oh, and you get like, oh. but then I, I've had that. And then I go, okay. And you acknowledge whatever you're really terrified of. And it's nothing. Um, 
I, I'm just, I'm not saying that that's what happened to you. I'm just saying, do you think that's what you could have been experiencing? No. No. You're that confident. I, yeah. I, I mean, there was, there was an energy in the house there that told me to basically leave that I did not belong there and I would not, like, not to look in the mirror. Really? Yeah. And it, that's it, it wasn't like, don't look at yourself in the mirror. It's like, don't look what's behind. Really? Right there. Yeah, it was... Um, intense. It was really intense. And so... So, so my experience... Go ahead. My experience with, um, like, ghosts... Me and my wife say this, like, I'm, like, an anti-ghost thing. Well, yeah. Like, if, you, if you're, like, I don't believe in these ghosts, like... No, no. Just that, like, when I'm around, nothing ever seems to happen. I don't know if it's because I'm a very positive person. Maybe I put out that energy and that it pushes them away. Yeah. I've never had anything close to what you're saying like there's been times that like a dark hallway like creeps me out and but then that's what i'm saying like i'll start like oh what's that about and then i look and it's just a dark hallway and it's just nothing no because it was like a little bit more than a fear like that because i i do know what you're talking about um i mean those are definitely unjustified unfounded fears right but I, like, i'm just saying that that's the extent of my experiences okay and i i think maybe because i don't really not that I don't believe. I think that stuff does exist. I think there's dimensions and worlds we can't comprehend. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it's, it's, that's a deep subject in itself right there. But for whatever reason, my personality, my energy, and I'm a big energy guy. Like I believe yeah. in the universe that we all vibrate. Like that's a vibration is a scientific law. I think we all, depending on what you think, you create your vibration and your energy and that's what you attract or push away. Yeah. And I think because of who I am and my energy, I never have anything close to those kind of experiences. And I almost think of it in a good way that I push away evil forces. Yeah. I don't let them come around me. And my wife has said that like when I'm home, she never gets creeped out. Nothing ever happens. No weird noises, no nothing. But as soon as I leave, like I go hunting a lot yeah. where she'll be home by herself at night and she'd be like, shit happens. Always when you're gone, shit happens. And I'm like, really? Or is it just a cat? And I'm not home to make you feel safe. And you, you hear the cat making noises or something. Ha you know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, that's I, very complex, just all that right there. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't know if these ghost things, because the mind, I believe that the mind is super powerful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So much more powerful than we give it credit for. And you could really psych yourself out on some shit to like, psych yourself out. I mean, your, your eyes are just attached to your brain. So it would make sense that your brain could be sending shit back out to your receptors <laughs> to make you see shit. It's not that far-fetched. So, Becca, real quick. Um... First of all, I love this. I, I, <laughs> I know. I, I we haven't had any forever. of these kind of conversations yet. Like theoretical reality is my favorite. Aliens, ghosts, whatever you want to go down. <laughs> but so this house that you were in, were you told that there was a presence in there prior to experiencing them? Or is this something that you experienced on your own and then realized that you know it was taking place? Like, um, I experienced it on my own and realized that that was what was taking place. It wasn't... Um, no, it wasn't ever told to me, but I think it just became clear. Um, cause you know, like energy has its spots and sometimes energy just attaches to mm -hmm. certain areas and it doesn't leave unless you compel it to leave. I, I think this is just an opinion of mine. I think women are much more receptive to smells, energies, yeah. nature. So I could see why it probably would happen more. To females and males. Yeah, because you guys are like, I'm shutting that down, that nonsense. No, no, no. Nonsense. No, I don't even think that. I, I, I've i said this before on our podcast. Men and women are two different things. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, like a, oof, that's a hot, yeah. hot take right there. But 
like so so much more deeply than people give it credit for. Like a man and a woman, even though we're both human species, we're two. Like I create scent out of my hands. Like I learned this in my trapping class. Yeah. Men uh, secrete uh, like an oil or a thing. Like we, but that's on purpose because we're the men. We're like back when we were in caves, we were the territorial fighting beings. Whereas the woman stayed back and took care of that. Stop sniffing your hands, you weirdo. Can you, can you switch a camera like... on him to make sure that? He... So are you talking about pheromones? Uh, maybe I'm not sure. I, I'm okay. not. I don't remember specific. But I remember in my trapping class, men emit a smell from their hands. Yeah. Women make better trappers because you don't. Okay, that's a man and a woman thing. Like that's, you're, we're totally different. Just just in that one item alone. Right? I mean, at least you're not like being like. All women should clean. No, like, no, no, no. Like that's a societal thing. We can get into that too. But it's, you don't, I do. We're right. two different things. So it makes sense that you might have heightened abilities or senses in other aspects of the world. And we don't. I think yeah. you guys are more in tune with nature, smells. Like there's a reason you guys can smell certain things that men can't. Yeah, we're the gatherers. You're the hunters. Yeah, but it, it, it it's like it's, I have these thoughts often that like, there's a reason for that. Like the men were the fighters that, that women can be fighters too. I'm not saying women can't, but like right. as a species, the men was just the more aggressive. That's why we have testosterone. Like we're just a different being and women had different roles. So you developed in a different way. You just, you had a different role in life. I mean, I guess I've never actually thought about like male versus female roles in relation yeah. to ghosts. <laughs> But what if it is? Yeah, I mean, like there is. I mean, because you think about it, like I think a lot of people that communicate with ghosts are women. I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard of a man. I'm sure it's there's, if you researched it. I bet you there's a percentage, and it's probably it's skewed pro- yeah, like women. yeah. I'll Google it, but there's two people in my life that see people, whether it be in their brains or not, and both of them are females. It's my sister and my wife. So yeah, it's amazing. Did you kick them out of your house yet? Uh, I currently live with my wife, yes. <laughs> no, I mean, did your wife kick the ghost out of the house yet? That oh. was good. That was really good. I, that was just above my head. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I that was yes. not where I, I was. Still too literal, literal, Steve. Yeah, Super I literal. Know, I know you are. It's unbelievable how literal you are. Oh, God, no. Um, I didn't say that. Yeah, no, so I do believe in them. I just, you know, I, I it's hard to believe in things that you don't have experience with yeah and like i believe you i don't think you're a crazy person i like i know you yeah like i totally believe what you're saying it's just it's hard it's a hard concept to wrap your head around because i mean it's something we can't see we can't touch we can't and especially me as a man like i don't see it i don't smell it i don't feel it so like when you're out in the woods by yourself do you ever feel like something's off? I mean, because you have to be yes. like super like zoned into what you're actually doing out there. Yes, I do. But I think it's a bear, not a ghost. <laughs> like that's what I'm thinking about. And I, I do lean heavily into my gut, my instinct. I think it's what's gotten me to this spot right here today. Yeah, yeah. I really rely heavily on my gut instinct and stuff like that. And when I'm out in the woods, I try to be... This is going to sound funny, but like one with nature. I really try yeah. to be grounded. I try to smell. I try to feel things, touch treat. Like I try to be as natural with it as possible. Yeah. And when I do have a fear of anything, it's not like a, a demon or a ghost. It's, it's, I don't even have those thoughts. I, I'm worried about like a bear or, yeah. or something that could hurt me like a, I don't know, a snake or whatever, like realistic things. And I do say realistic this. Realistic things. <laughs> okay, I shouldn't say realistic. That's not the right word. I, of this 
you know, tangible things, tangible yeah, things, yeah. No, I know tangible what you're fears. And I purposely, ever since I was a little kid, my dad doesn't let, has never let me watch scary stuff. Uh, yeah, it's... And I thank him for that. And I still, to this day, I will not watch scary movies. I, I, I have not and will not ever really watched any scary movies. Maybe like one or two, but I barely remember them. And yeah. I do that because I am one of very few people that I know. My cabin has no cell service, no electric, no nothing. I can go there by myself yeah. and sleep on a cabin like a baby. Where a lot of people say they could, but then when I'm like, hey, go ahead. They're like, uh, they don't. Because what happens, I think, is they replay all the scary movies they've seen. Your mind plays a lot of tricks on you. When you're laying there in the pitch black, in the middle of the woods, with nobody for miles. Sounds really nice. Yeah, uh, it's probably a little scary to most people. <laughs> Maybe to you, because you have kids, you must want to be away from all that shit. <laughs> but like, I could see why you know, a Michael Myers scene would pop into your head and then you'd start to get terrified. And I mean, then you, Steve, I've never thought that. I feel like this is like a deep-rooted, like... Fear of... No, the fear I, of yours. Like, next time you're in that cabin, <laughs> I'm not gonna call me that. the next day. I will. And be like, and tell me what you thought about it. You'll be like, well, I didn't think about Michael Myers. <laughs> and I'll know you're lying. No, I <laughs> no but I mean, like I said, I, and Sean knows, like, I go up there all the time and I think it's... I think a lot of it can be minds... Our minds playing tricks on ourselves. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and when you introduce more of that, when you have tried to, like, if, if I've ever had any inclination towards spirits or ghosts in my house, I instantly tell myself, like, no. And that, that almost pushes it away to me. I mean, it does. It does. Because it, I think if you say, oh, could that be, you almost enable it. And I think, again, I think our brains are more powerful than we realize. You might be, by ex thinking that it's a ghost, you might be sending off that vibrational energy to allow it Ooh. to scare you. You know, not scare you or or enter your space. Yeah, I think we all space. have a, like an energy force field type thing. And if you start to acknowledge it and show fear, I think some spirits or ghosts might feed off of that. Yeah. And you might enable it to happen. So I, I instantly will like, if I've ever had it, I, like an inkling, like, oh, I'm getting a little creeped out. Nope. It's just, I don't have it. I mean, my current, my current thing is, like, I'm closed off to spirits, and I'm closed off to most people's bullshit. <laughs> and that's just a personal decision for... Life. Yeah, for life that I've kind of, like, needed to dial back on. Like, you know, people just, like, dump a lot of stuff on me. Yeah. And I'm sure they do, too, if you let them. Yes. And so, like, I've started to put up more guards. Like, I don't want to play with a ghost. Don't want to yeah. play with your drama. Yeah. I don't want to talk you off the ledge. But like, don't you see how that right there, what you're doing, couldn't that might keep ghosts away. Like you're just not allowing your brain is more powerful than you think. You're yeah. putting up a wall. I'm putting up the boundaries. Like I'm establishing boundaries with people and with the spirits. And with the spirits. <laughs> I like that a lot. No, um, again, going back to the high vibrational energy type thing, I think people dump things on you probably a lot because you have a loving caring energy like that that's what i got from you that's why we got along so well yeah and the same thing happens to me all the time like people will tell me secrets and i'm like whoa 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 what the fuck are you telling me right now like i have wanted, how is this happening to me yeah we have to start a blog that's like it, 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 the blog anonymous is titled blog? yeah it's anonymous and it's like things people tell me that they shouldn't that's the title <laughs> of the blog and then you just go in there and whatever bullshit somebody dumped on you you just dump it in the blog to get it off of you just like get it off of you the like they gave me this and i don't need it <laughs> yeah. here it goes and then like you publish it and then people can read it and just be like what the fuck? but but then it'll invite even more yeah and well, no because it's anonymous it's not gonna invite more it might invite more to this blog yeah. But no, I, I, again, I'm just deep into the energy type thing. And I, yeah. I, 
uh, life is complicated, and yeah, there's some weird shit that happens, and yeah, people do dump a lot of people dump. People do a lot of dumping. Yeah, so I, I closed off my dumping grounds. That's good. That's you have to protect yourself. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's because good. like people got a little wacky. I know. So. Well, we've experienced that. <laughs> we have together. <laughs> we- I want this to be in the podcast because I've been thinking about this a lot because a lot of people keep asking me why. Like, I had one guy come up to me like, "What's what's the shtick? Like, what are you doing?" Yeah, I'm like, nothing. There is no sales pitch. There is no nothing. I just you don't get to do this. Every time we've ever tried to talk. It was like on the phone or at a site and like we're talking and we're getting into the conversation and just as it's getting good, it's like phone starts ringing. It's like, oh, oh yeah, I got to go. I got this next appointment. It's like, and you're like, everybody's always like walking away from the conversation, but wants to stay in it. Yeah. You just yeah. don't get this chance to just turn no. off the phones and gab. You really don't. And it was actually funny because I'm like, you know, because we talked about me doing it like a month ago or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, you were one of the first people I asked and I just had to schedule out because the schedule filled up quick yeah you know? yeah so I've been like thinking this whole time like what are we going to talk about and I said something to my sister and she's like talk about the wage gap I'm like I am not you could talking about the wage gap because I'm like and then Rich was there and he's mouthing off about God knows so I'm just like <laughs> no Tell him he could be a guest I'm sure he's got lots of opinions he would like to oh I'm talk. sure he would he um he was actually like joking because he's like you know Every time you're on the phone with Steve, I just show up. I'm like, yeah, you like follow me around. <laughs> he's your husband. Of course he's going to follow you around. I know. And he does. And he's just like, should I show up at his office? I'm like, no, you he should does. not show he up at the office. And that's, um, again, the podcast brings a lot of things to light for me. It's just, we're all the same. We all have the same like awkward thoughts and nervousness yeah. and feelings. Like what, even me having this podcast, it's, it's going away more and more because I'm putting myself into uncomfortable situations. But I always get nervous that it's going to be. That it's going to be just like a flop, you think? Yeah, really? but it never is a flop. It never... Oh, she's going to pick it up. Oh, yeah, it's getting bright. So, um... It never, it never is because, like I said, I think, I think innately humans are meant to talk. Oh, we're yeah. We're meant they, to do this. We're meant to communicate with each other. We're not meant to have so many walls up that we have... After I just told everyone I've been establishing boundaries. People really... I mean, people are closed up a lot in different ways of communication, yeah. like not being able to adequately communicate with people. Yeah. Um, and, and this is another social media reel that I watched the guys say this, that they've done a bunch of scientific studies now that the biggest predictor of how long you live is not, is not nutrition, it's not sleep, it's not working out, it's how good your relationships are with your, your, the people around you. Yikes. Yeah. And that's... You could, if you were to step back and look at America right now, uh-huh. we are super divided, yeah. super busy. People don't get to talk to each other. No. Um, close, intimate relationships. Time to talk like this is at an all-time low. And what's at an all-time high? Sickness and death. Um, I mean, it's it, like if you were just to step back and look at it, the data doesn't get more clear to me. Yeah. The, uh, I believe it. So that's why, you know. Part of, like I said, at the beginning of all this, this is like free therapy for me. Like I just get to, I love talking. I know you do. Yeah, I do. I love talking. And then to get to hang out with like my friends like and do fun shit and then bring on people and talk about fun shit. Like I'm like, this is great. Like I can't, I love it. So how many weeks are you booked out? Uh, It was like two months, but 
I, it's more me being lazy. I've had a lot of people express interest and say, hey, I want to be on. Yeah. But I my calendar book ran out at June, so I just didn't schedule anybody anymore. Um, but now that I have so a So is new, the podcast over? No, 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 no. I already have somebody in July. And, and oddly enough, like I said, people want to come out. Like addiction was a big thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. People want the opportunity to get to talk and like express their opinions to others. And addiction seems to be like a recovering addicts yeah. or recovered addicts. People who have had a lot of recovering. We're always recovering. Recovering. Okay. We are never recovered. Okay. okay. Uh, thank you for correcting me. Recovering. <laughs> thank you. Recovering addicts. Um, people just want to talk. Yeah. And it's nice because you're not really arguing with them. No. So that was like a big thing. Me and Sean have talked about this, that I don't. Um, there's been people who have reached out that in my opinion, I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to have you on because I've noticed that just some people in general, it's just their nature. Yeah. They're controversial people. They just, no matter what you say, they're going to look for the opposite thing to say that they want to argue. And I, I don't have an argumentative bone in my body. I don't want to argue. I like to discuss things deeply and I might have a different perspective, but I want to make sure you understand my perspective in detail yeah. and then I want to hear yours and that's why I asked like all those weird questions like what do you mean when you say this what do you mean I want to really understand what you're saying so that I can make the best logical choice on like because I'm a very uh clear-cut type of guy I'm, I'm a very it's right or wrong yeah which I shouldn't be because life's not black and white it's not I mean right those are wrong. just moral stuff it's just the how I was raised my yeah. dad was a very like rigid type person but that's why I want to know exactly what you mean so then I can make the most logical decision on the information you just gave me and the information I have. And I think that's going to make me a better person. The, yeah. the more information I can gather and the more detailed and articulate it is, then I can go, you know what? I never thought about it from that perspective before. I can really change how I live. Who wouldn't want to live better? Who wouldn't want to live happier? Who wouldn't want to live healthier? Yeah, I mean, that's the, the growth mindset. That's not the... I mean, a lot of people are just like stagnant. They're like, "Well, it's my way," and if you don't want to oh, fall makes me in line, so sad. it's really, it's really hard. And I, I really think that, I mean, how do you deal with those people in your life? I don't. I've been, I've been cutting out people. Yeah. I've been cutting out people left and right. To be honest, I, I'm learning that I have one life. Um, I'm learning that life is super, super complex. There's all different walks of human beings. There really is no right and wrong. There's a lot of different perspectives on how you can live life. And yeah. I'm just letting my energy guide me to where I feel is the most best. Yeah. I, I'm finding people that I really like and I, you know, I want to talk to them. I'm, and I'm just pursuing the happiness in my life. Whether yeah. that's this type of work, that type of work, that type of person, that type of person, this podcast, people are like, well, aren't you busy enough? And I'm like, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it's just what I want to do, and I make time for it, and I do it, you know, so it's, yeah. Um, I don't know how to explain it. I, intuition, logic, maybe. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I don't really think about it that much. I just kind of do. <laughs> I'm a doer. Yeah. Sean says it. I, like, I would jump off a cliff <laughs> just face first, like, all right. And Sean would be, like, measuring the distance and, like, the trajectory of his jump and shit. And, like, how could I land? And, like, he would be sitting there for hours. And I'd be like, see ya. <laughs> like, fucking God. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're, you're good because you are, I mean, you actually, you put thought into it, but you are spontaneous as well. I so think there's um, recently, there. like you said, like, the universe brings things in. Yeah. Whenever I hear, like, I talk to a lot of people. 
Yeah. And whenever one thing or like one word seems to get brought into my life often, or like I have a bunch of people ask me the same question that I just got done ask, talking to like four other people about. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a reason it's there. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I should be thinking about that. Yeah. And for a while it was balance. For whatever reason, oh. it was balance. Balance is su- my dad's. Uh, he's just a big part of my life. He's a really good dad. And for growing up, it was always balance, balance, balance. Steven, you have to be balanced. You got to do things balanced. You got to yeah. be balanced. You can't work too much. You can't play too much. It's all about balance. You can't be too judgmental, but you got to be judgmental. You got to be, you know, everything's about balance. Just like you said, like I'm, I think I'm the right amount of spontaneous, but I'm the right amount of think about it. Yeah. You know, I, I have a really good gut. So I try to think about things logically. And if it makes a little bit of sense to me, gone, <laughs> like I'm going, <laughs> you know, and that has been to my detriment sometimes, but not often. Yeah. In, in most aspects, it's been a good thing, you know? So yeah, uh, balance came up a lot. So so what did you do about the balance? Or did you go and visit your dad? Because maybe that was a call to go back to your dad a little bit. Well, no, I mean, we've, we've always been pretty close. He's he's very much like me. I, I look up to him a lot. He's, he's not as enthusiastic and as outgoing as I am. And being deaf doesn't help him, you know? Um, yeah. But no, I just... I... I this is a difficult part that I, I, I've been struggling with lately is when to balance. Because mm. when you, I focused a little bit too much on balance that I started second guessing myself. Oh, yeah, because you're obsessing about it. Yeah, because I'd, I'd be like, I'd be having a good time and I'd be like, whoa, am I having too much of a good time? Oh, no. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. Then I'd like, you do I need to that. pull it back and like, should I be working more? And then I'd be working a lot and I'd be like, whoa, am I working too much? And then, <laughs> but like, maybe I do need to be working a lot in that moment. So that's, that's my new struggle. Is, Sometimes I feel lost yeah. because I overthink things. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I feel lost because I do too much without thinking. Yeah. It's, again, that's, that's why I say like life is complex and it's this, it's this weird ever going balance. It and, just ebbs and flows. And yeah. You have to think deeply about the future, but then you also have to remain present. It's like, when is too much of one thing bad? When is too much of it good? Like, and then you have to be flexible because life does a lot of really weird things. Yeah, complex. Yeah, it sends complex. you So you're explaining, you're explaining something that I recently read about, and it just took me a minute there to find it. But Universe is speaking to us right now. Listen. <laughs> this is This universe. is huge, and it's from Aristotle, too. Ah! Right? Is Aristotle yeah. or He's one of them, Socrates. Yeah. Socrates? Oh, we were talking Aristotle. about Socrates. Yeah, they're, they're, so, one's a teacher of the other, I think. This is called the golden mean. It focuses on the middle the ground. golden be- what? Mean. Like M E A N. Yeah. Mean. Golden mean um, focuses on the middle ground between two extremes. So for one example, what is courage? Courage is right in the middle between recklessness and cowardice. Ooh. You know what I mean? So like there's this golden mean where like that balance that you're talking about, like if you were too reckless and really actually jumped off a cliff head first, <laughs> yeah, but you're not that, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you yeah. do have the courage to step off and, you know, try and yeah. So that's, I'm going to start researching that. Maybe I'll get some books. That's what I'm kind of, I've been referring to a lot and that's what I'm kind of looking for is that golden mean. Golden mean. Uh, golden mean. Look that's it up because really that sounds good. like exactly what you're explaining. It is. I mean, I mean, every, I hate when people ask me, Hey, how you doing? And I go, life. And, and most people's initial reaction is like, oh, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. I don't, I mean life. Like some days I wake up, I'm in a great mood and things yeah. are going great. Some days I wake up and I'm in a shitty mood and things are going shitty. Every single day brings about new challenges. And if you don't have a life like that, I'm sorry. That means you probably got a really shitty life. If every day you wake <laughs> up and you hate it, you should change something because 
for me, it's I can't really give an answer. Like, how are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. Well, can we talk about that question? Because, like, as a person, that's a really hard question to answer. It's like I know. Someone you don't see and you're just like, what? Like, Where do I start? I, I'm just like, what are you really asking? Like, what do you really want to know? Because, like, I'm not really good at small talk. Yeah, I know. So I, I like I need to know like what are your intentions here? That's it. And it's, I mean, it's scary have you been enough. Jaded a lot late recently because <laughs> you seem to be have been <laughs> the way you're responding to these things. It seems like you're a little jaded. Oh, uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I answer with life a lot lately. I'm, I'm so I don't like I hate small talk. I think it's, it's hard. I get the use of it. I get why, and it's like to get rid of the awkward silence and shit. Like I get it, but I agree with you. Like I, I think it's the dumbest thing that we do as human beings. Like. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I mean, like, I really like to get down to the conversation. Me too. Like, when I when I see you, and, it, like, because we don't have a lot of time, it's kind of just, like, we have to really kind of skip some of the pleasantries and just be like, yeah. okay, what is our purpose yeah, here today? The and yeah. then, like, we need to get through it. And also just, like, not a, a superficial conversation. Like, I want to have a good conversation. I don't want to, like, get you, dirt on you, but I want to know, what's like, up? what's up. Do you believe there is a place for small talk though? Because like I, I feel like there's some people that don't deserve my, my actual answer. Oh yeah, yeah. There's definitely. I mean, if you know that somebody is backhanded, or if you know that somebody's vindictive, if you know they don't have your best interest in heart, like you don't give them shit. Yeah. Or you just mess with them and tell them like the most outrageous thing, and then they'll just be like, "Oh my gosh," yeah. like I would like tell their mom and their uncle and whoever else wants so to listen is, to it. This is like linking two things. Um, Bob Lazar, the alien thing that we were talking about. Yeah. One of the things he said that the government did to see who was leaking information is they would tell them incorrect information. Yeah. But very specific incorrect information. So that if it got leaked and came back to them, yeah. they would know who leaked it. Uh-huh. Because each person would get like their own individual incorrect information. Yeah. And sometimes I start to do that. I've done that. <laughs> You've done that? I've done that with... <laughs> close friends and family because I want to know who is going to stab me in the back and who's not. But I never <laughs> Wait, tell. are you doing this as a test or because, like, is, is there a weekly? Like, what's going on here? No, no, no. There's nobody. I don't, like, again, I'm not that type of person. Like, I'm not out to get people. Right. But I I do have to balance, you know, not out to get people, but I do need to protect myself. You need to protect yourself and so your family. Occasionally, I will just, you know, throw the... the, the fib in there and like, yeah. <laughs> you just know, see this, where it goes. Crazy. And then I'm like, wait, and then I wait. And then it's, it's happened to me a couple times where the information came back and I was like, <laughs> I told him not to tell anybody, you know? Yeah, it, that's hard. Um, I mean, that's really hard. And, like, people, even though the boundaries are closed, have shared some really personal secrets with me, and I've still just been, like, involved. And it, it sucks. That's really good. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a heavy burden to bear. Yeah. I have a lot of secrets that have never seen the light of day, and it's just, that's a good secret keeper, but it is hard to hold those. It is. Um, and I mean, like, really all you could do is, like, go back to the person that told me that and, like, follow up on it. Be like, so can we talk about this again? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I need to talk about this, but not with somebody else. Just talk about but it But it gives you. you and that person, like, a good thing to talk about. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? I mean, because it's usually juicy. Yeah. <laughs> I love juicy drama. It's one of my favorite I things. I do, too. She's, like, friends are like, oh, can I tell you something? I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can. And no, I'm not going to tell anybody, but tell me again. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and again, I think that's just... Because of who you are. You're a good person. I try. You're a really good person. I try. I think that's a great way to end the podcast. Becca's a fantastic person. Thank you. Love I think her. you're great too, Steve. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Podcast number 11 in the books. Great Bye. job, everybody. You going to do it? You got to uh, do the clap. Yeah, but you guys don't have the... Uh...
Put on your headphones for yeah. a half second. Just, just for this, ready? Uh, bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>